0: It's 42 degrees at DVE. I'm Val Porter. The White House is playing down discrepancies in the timeline that preceded last week's resignation of Staff Secretary Rob Porter. In a briefing yesterday, Press Secretary Sarah Sanders said the White House Personnel Security Office was still reviewing Porter's FBI background check. Porter resigned over allegations of domestic abuse by two former wives. In a Senate hearing, FBI Director Chris Ray said Porter's background check was completed in July and a follow-up report finished in November. Ray's comment conflicted with White House spokesman Raj Shah's claim that Porter's background investigation was still underway. Shah made the claim this past Friday. Porter worked for more than a year with an interim security clearance. Governor Tom Wolf is turning down the proposed congressional redistricting map created by state GOP leaders. Wolf says their redo of the map was still too partisan. Barring an extension from the state Supreme Court, it isn't probable a new map will be agreed to by the Thursday deadline. The court said it would be ready to draw the line should state government not be able to reach an agreement. Flu-conscious people are finding creative ways to stave off getting sick. At New York Fashion Week, one fashion blogger showed up wearing a medical mask with interlocking Chanel C's on it. Alesco, an online retailer that sells printed filtration masks, reports a 25% increase in sales. And Vogue Masks, which makes patterned respirator masks, has seen about a 20% uptick in sales. One doctor at NYU Langone Urgent Care on Manhattan's West Side said masks are good protection from airborne particles, especially after someone sneezes in close quarters.
1: That's what's been missing from the face mask game has been the brands. Thank God. They just don't have anything that goes with my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get a Nautica mask after today.
0: A survey finds 30% of people wait until two or three days before Valentine's Day to buy gifts. Retail Me Not also found dinner out is now the most popular among the top five things people ask for on Valentine's Day. Survey also finds 23% of singles will treat themselves to a nice dinner, and 18% will buy themselves gifts as well. I
2: think what happens is you start to get more mature in a relationship is romance starts to give way to practicality. And my mm-hmm. wife and I are just like, let's just go like two weekends from now and call it Valentine's <laughs> day. That's we don't right. deal with the crowds.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
2: exactly what we do.
0: Well, this is disgusting. There's a new toy called the <laughs> poppet pal. It's a piece of rubber with a bunch of fake pimples on it. And when you squeeze them, fake yellow pus squirts out. <laughs> It's twenty dollars at poppetpal.com, and that includes one bottle of pus, so you can refill oh. it if you want more pus. Only after one that bottle? That's not enough. Sold separately.
2: That's a companion to Blackhead
3: Buddy.
4: <laughs> yeah, newest... but
3: there's some like you know, th- that could be a Valentine's Day uh, activity for you. popping oh. blackheads Poppity. and people. I, I mean, some oh, yeah. women love doing that on like oh, on. That's gross. They're significant Husband, other g- yeah g- boyfriend whatever
0: that just gave me <laughs> bad goosebumps
2: let me pop those for
3: you <laughs> oh. no yeah i mean I, I definitely i mean i had a girlfriend who was just like oh oh oh, oh please let me have that one
0: oh yeah
2: i i mean you can, I, it's disgusting but there is something satisfying about it don't you think it's like you're solving a little tiny problem that yep. you have control
1: over On
0: someone else though
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're exerting, Uh, yeah. Serena scratches my back. It always ends with me going, ah,
3: come on, no. (laughs) Just finding something.
1: Yeah, she's just going to work on it. She's not scratching. She's searching. It's It's, a search party.
0: The newest cover girl of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue is being revealed. 24-year-old Daniel Harrington is now the third black woman to grace the front of the annual and highly anticipated issue following Tyra Banks and Beyonce. She posted the cover image on her Instagram thanking her supporters with a message to young aspiring models. Dream big, work hard, be respectful, love each other, and own it. She is a native of Compton, California.
3: It's tough because for those, you know, people who want everybody included are often also on the side of, uh, uh, you know, not objectifying women, so... For those who would be like applauding a marketing firm's decision yeah. to talk Sports Illustrated into using a person of color, would also have to contend with, "Yay, all right, we got our nude model, uh, person of color." Wait a minute, can this, you, can you get her what, out I of I love the putting thong. those
2: people in paradoxes. They're just like, well, it's good, but it's bad, but it's g- but we should support it, but it's not good. Right?
0: Has there been a trans person?
2: All in that's this? Sports. Yeah, it'll be coming.
0: I feel like there I has feel been. like
4: there
2: has been too. It might have been, been last like a year bodies
1: or...
3: issue or something like that. I don't know, but I I I guarantee you it's coming. If there hasn't been the cover girl, I mean, there might have been a model. Definitely yeah, not. Yeah,
0: that's one. I, I just, just in general, I don't
2: like with all that stuff. I just don't know. Like, I understand wanting to be diverse, but aren't you also like really just ignoring your demographic? Like, your demographic is not open-minded right you know progressive people it's people that want to see some boobs at a barbershop like i don't think i don't know that that's really your target audience or maybe it is i don't know i've never had a conversation about
1: the the swimsuit edition and race come up no like no one's like really boobs don't have a color they're just like oh those those are great boobs no one's like there's too many asians in this one (laughs)
2: That uh, never comes up. Dude, that Tyra Banks one, I still remember. I think I was oh, in like yeah. eighth grade or something <laughs> like that. I mean, I remember th- like two magazine covers in my life, and one was of Britney Spears on Rolling Stone, and oh. the other one was of Tyra Banks. The
3: Britney Spears Rolling Stone one, they just reprinted it uh, on one of those like, you know, history and pictures, Twitter accounts or something like that. Is that it was is she- shocking to me.
2: She's on the phone?
3: Dude, it is straight... Pedoporn, like, it is... Just... I wasn't
2: thinking of that one. I remember that one. Well, there was another you... one that was later. She was... Oh, you're talking about the one where she had a snake. No, she was, like, up against a wall with no top on or something like that. And, of course, that that was uh,
3: but you were exhilarating kid, to me.
0: Like, were you 16? Yeah, I was, like, in, yeah, I was like 16. Yeah,
3: so. The first one she had on Rolling Stone was in 1999. I do remember that And one. it's her, like, in her little kid's room. With a teddy bear, yeah. yes. With, like, <laughs> yeah, all her girly stuff around her. I totally forgot this thing even existed. And she's wearing, like, the schoolgirl outfit type thing. But she's clearly made up to be a, like, sexy little
2: girl. It is straight disturbing. Yeah, but I think, like, looking back on it, that seems like that. But remember, who she was marketed to was, was, like, adolescent children, too. So it wasn't, like, marketed to adults thinking, like, oh, this is a, you know, pedophile fantasy. It was like she was supposed to be a... A girl in school, so my, that you could maybe relate to my buddy's two daughters loved her. I
3: remember having this conversation with him. They loved her, and they were like right around that age, yeah. like nine. Uh, and he was like freaked out about it. He's like, "This isn't cool, man. Like this, <laughs> it, I don't want them to start dressing like this or acting it's, like this." It's I mean, another paradox. Yeah. Be like I like that she's wearing the school outfit, <laughs> but that
1: skirt's a little short.
3: Uh, but yeah, I don't. Oh man, I I. I can't believe there must have been so much more flack than i remember i guess is what i'm getting at because if
2: they would put something like that out today re- well, was regardless of yeah, who what? it's Everyone's, marketed at everyone always plays that ariana grande has been playing that like i'm a precocious like i just graduated algebra class like <laughs> kind of thing the entire time she does it maybe a little bit more subtly than everybody else but she plays that
1: card Well, too. i don't know she was licking donuts you know yeah. i mean that's that's pretty aggressive that it's pretty advanced
0: <laughs> Part of the Lake Tahoe compound that is featured in The Godfather 2 is up for sale for just over $3.7 million. Residence 13 is one of the newer chateaus that was built on the Fleur de Lac property, which was the west coast outpost of character Michael Corleone. The house sits on land that was the backdrop to a lot of scenes in the movie, including the first communion Corleone threw for his son. The nearby lake is where the Fredo death scene took place with the geese flying overhead. Realtors say they expect the three-bedroom, 3,700-square-foot 3, home to sell within a couple of months. And, well, who saw this coming? Bristol Palin's marriage appears to be over after less than two years. People Whoa. confirms her husband, Dakota Meyer, filed for divorce. Uh, of course, Bristol Palin, the daughter of Sarah Palin. The couple has two daughters. Bristol also has a nine-year-old son, Trip, which I thought that was Sarah Palin. What are her... Trig. Trig trig and track is track the older one that went in the service
1: is that like frick and frack that's the I new version
3: i
0: don't know this one's called trip that's they, Br- all Bristol's our kids are son. named
3: after sections at rei <laughs> <laughs> man uh, i hope husband, her son camping is doing well
0: <laughs> <laughs> the husband is a medal of honor recipient the two were married in june of 2016 after breaking off a previous engagement a year earlier those poor kids uh, <laughs> rain this afternoon low 50s for the high it's 42 a dv
3: uh, Wednesday morning of course that means that uh, Mr. Wednesday Jeff Conkle is you with us you shake
5: at his touch and you tremble at what he might say
2: kind of spooky this morning mm-hmm. and you're <laughs> <before> <laughs> Mr. yeah but there's no snow squall like there was yeah. <laughs> last week
5: <laughs> yes you're looking for
2: Yes, Mr. Wednesday, Mr. Wednesday.
3: Jeff Conkle is here. And, um, you know, no shortage of super fun things to talk about that has the entire country arguing. Mike will be in in a little while. Uh, nice W for the Pens last night. Zach Aston Reese kicking Aston last night with a couple. Uh, and uh, also <laughs> Gensel, maybe... Uh, maybe uh, getting his coach's eye with a, with a nice performance last night as well. So the pens continue to roll, and he'll have news there. You know, the um, presidential portrait was unveiled this week. <laughs> now, did you know, first of all, to uh, predicate all this, did you know that Pittsburgh artist John Oprashek did the official presidential portrait for George H.W. Bush? No, I did I don't not. I not I remember that. Now we all know and love John O. Of course uses sand from the Mon that he dredges out of the Mon mm. in all of his uh, portraits, and I'm a big fan. I have uh, a couple John O. pieces. Mm. They don't smell they do. great, but yeah, <laughs> but they're, it, they're <laughs> oh, tremendous. It, it's not it, it's not the most traditional style of art. There have been lots of different uh, uh, types of artists who have done the official portrait, the Obama ones that came out are are catching all kinds of flack not only because of the artists that that painted both Barack and Michelle Obama's paintings uh but what they actually are now the Michelle Obama one looks very you know it's pretty pretty normal i mean it's a cool i think it's cool looking i don't um, think they I, should have had barack up against the wall with his shirt off well that was the only thing yeah i mean they had
1: him in that little girl's room
3: <laughs> he had his teddy bear yeah that was creepy in the But, no, the one, if you haven't seen it, it looks like he's sitting in a chair. It looks very sort of folk-arty. looks like he's sitting in a chair up against the ivy at uh, Wrigley Field. And there's some, like... Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Roses popping out of it. But it has a very distinct look to it. Now, it's very cool. All right? Like, I think it's, like, cool-looking. It's maybe not... Presidential. Not in the way that some people want it to be. This is, you know, he has always been, uh, as we know, a different cat. So people are all over him for this portrait because it it wouldn't matter what he did they did figure out a way to hate it that's just the nature of being the president your detractors are going to find a way to be to, to be against it however sean hannity has gov- gone above and beyond in finding fault with this photo uh, portrait sorry um have you seen what he has had alleged no
4: yeah I can't wait
1: to hear this <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. Oh, it, would, yes. it would sound like it was right it,
3: out of the onion, is. like that you're making it up, but you're not. He posted this and then took it down after I would imagine he got considerable flack. Uh, he had an article on his radio show's website that claimed the official portrait of former President Barack Obama contained secret images of sperm.
2: Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> And oh.
1: all of the viewers had to play a little game on Controversy
3: hide, Controversies hide and go sperm, surrounding Kahannity Wiley's. I don't know how you say the artist's name. I think it's uh, Kahindy Wiley's wildly non traditional. It's wildly non traditional. <laughs> wildly. The wildly non traditional portrait of the commander in chief broke out within minutes of its unveiling. This was a an article written by Hannity staff with industrial insiders claiming the artist secretly inserted his trademark technique concealing images. Of sperm within the paintings. Now, the article included an excerpt from a 2008 New York Times profile, which claimed of Wiley, his portraits initially depicted African-American men against rich textile or wallpaper backgrounds, whose patterns he has likened to abstractions of sperm. Now, Hannity said in a statement that uh, earlier today, my web staff posted posted content that was not reviewed by me. Before publication. Oh, of course. It does not reflect my voice and message. Right. Therefore, I had it taken (laughs) down. Right, right, right. Uh, And they also had close-up pictures of what they thought were the sperm in the presidential (laughs) picture. Uh, One of them, I guess, is in his hair
4: Oh,
3: Uh, in the picture. Oh, man. He's something about married himself.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Something about Barry. It
3: started. (laughs) Now, this won't surprise you. It started on 4chan, which is basically very credible the worst of the worst of internet commenting. Yeah. Uh, it's the four loco
1: of websites. <laughs> I thought it was banned but
3: somehow it's still around. Uh <laughs> also you wouldn't you won't be shocked to find out if you delve into that 4chan thread about the sperm in the Obama portrait <laughs> that it's rife with all kinds of racial epithets and whatever. Well, uh so no. No, that doesn't sound like Come us. Come on, that doesn't sound like four chan You know how whenever you're buying a
1: car, like you 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 check the box for you know different options and packages. Maybe this artist was like, "And how about the hidden sperm?" He's like, "Of course, you gotta have that. That's your signature. <laughs> gotta upgrade to that package." Obama's like, "I, I,
3: I really would like the, the sperm. Lots of sperm, as much as you can give me." <laughs> the Michelle Obama one looks like just an old school folk art. Looks like something you might see in the Westmoreland, Westmoreland uh, County Folk Art Museum.
2: Uh, much more traditional.
0: There's a Westmoreland County Folk Art Museum. Yeah.
2: Huh. The the Michelle Obama one, I think. Re- see, I, the, I was looking at him last night. And I thought the Michelle Obama one at least reflected her time in the public eye. She was very fashionable. She was basically almost like a celebrity, and I thought that that picture was very representative of that yeah the Obama one looked like it should be on a t shirt at American apparel or something like that like right. that was the I couldn't understand because I didn't understand were they trying to make him like seem like a green president like a like a president of nature or but he didn't really do know. that like much a, for that so i don't I don't know I, what the shout point was. out
3: to Hawaii I think it looks great to put in your house yes. yeah, it'd be cool now have you ever seen the Kennedy one? It's well, this, with him. It's no, it's this weird abstract art. There's a few of oh them God. that are really bizarre, and you wouldn't pick those presidents to have weird ones. Like even the Reagan one, I think is kind of, it's kind of different. Yeah, Reagan's so, a centaur in that one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. It's yeah, I think that's what choice. it is. Yeah, no, he's a robberos. He's just <laughs> eating his own tail. It's very strange. Uh, but so I think that there is a history of there being different pictures. But right now, I mean, people are yearning for some sort of stability and tradition, even they're looking for it in places where it never was.
2: I think that this is one of these, you ever come across a quote and you just keep bringing it up in your mind, you're like, that is so true. Like that quote about life or or whatever it is. And the one thing that I heard a while ago, I guess it's from the archeological community, but they say, whatever you're looking for, you'll find it.
6: Yeah, basically
2: meaning like if you're digging up, you know, if you're looking for like the the ark of the covenant and you find like a piece of wood, you're like, "Hey, look at that. It's the ark of the covenant. I mm-hmm. found it." And I think it's mm-hmm. the same deal with the sperm and the hair. I right. think these guys are looking for uh, sperm in Obama if you're every looking single for sperm, you're going to find it. You're
3: going to find it. Sean Hannity is always he's, looking he's look, for seeking sperm. it out.
4: DVE
3: Sports Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. And uh, not a bad game there last night for the uh, Penguinos.
7: Interesting game for the Penguinos as uh, they have been since January the 1st. Let's take Jake Gensel, for example. He scored 11 goals in his first 26 games this season, but he took the ice last night against Ottawa, having scored just five in his last 31. Gensel had also played just nine minutes and one second on Sunday in St. Louis. Mike Sullivan, the head coach, apparently not happy with Gensel in that uh, five goals in 31 games stretch, but uh, Jake Gensel was uh, given another shot by Sullivan last night, a more extended shot, and Sullivan apparently still knows how to push the right buttons.
6: The Penguins come up with a big again. Number one power play unit in the NHL. Malkin and Crosby play catch. They go to Schultz, a shot, he shoots and scores! Justin Schultz from long range gives the Penguins a 1-0 lead. Boy, did he blister that one. And the Penguins take a 1-0 lead. I've seen that pitch before. And in front, Jake Gensel may have touched it. But he, the shot was so hard, it was not going to be easy for the goaltender to stop it.
7: Yeah, Jake Gensel did touch it. That was number 17. And in the second period, Gensel struck again.
6: Right side, the tank, shot a puck. Never got through to the net. Kessel has got shot. And right in front, a rebound try. And right there is Gensel again. It's his second goal. It's Jake Gensel. Nails it in. It's time to buy new shoes. Kensel number two.
7: Yeah, the feel-good story continued thanks to career goal number one from Zach Aston Reese.
6: you the puck up the center will be the fans and Crosby on the move, coming to the zone. Looks. Aston Reese and shoots and scores. There's his first NHL goal. Zach Aston Reese is cast in the Penguins lead four to one, and he is smiling like a butcher's dog. Head to the bench in the high fives.
7: Uh, Aston Reese would add an empty netter in a 6-3 Penguins victory, if getting Malkin and Chris Letang also scoring for the Pens. Last night, a bit of a strange game in that the Penguins had nine shots through two periods. Excuse me, they had 11 shots through two periods, and they had four goals. <laughs> That's so a, pretty a bad high save average. percentage. I know. Mike Condon got chased, and uh, Craig Anderson, uh, much busier in the third period. He allowed one goal in uh, 16 shots. The Pens wind up with 28 shots on goal. The Ottawa's 33, but they wind up with six goals. To the Senators 3. Gensel, 16 minutes and 56 seconds of ice time last night. Things back to normal. Good for him. And the Penguins continue rolling along. That's uh, a season-high nine-game home winning streak. And since January 1, the Penguins are 13-4-1. Ooh, I like that. I like it a lot. All of a sudden, it looks like it always has, right? At least, you know, the last couple of years. Uh, it's weird because it seems to me that they're almost like using
3: the beginning the slow start as the motivation for the turn you know for the turnaround right now kind of like this is who we are type thing and in reading that interview Mackie had with Sullivan yesterday and a couple of the coaches they seem to be sort of I don't want to say reinvigorated or, or inspired but certainly they're feeling pretty good about where these Penguins are right now
7: yeah and I think the inspiration the the slow start coupled with where they were in the standings, which was flirting mm-hmm. flirting with uh, either being the second wild card or being on the right. outside looking in and a bunch of teams around you. Now they're starting to climb toward the top, and uh, the Pens win coupled with the Capitals' 4-3 overtime loss in Winnipeg last night. Moves the Pens to within three points of first place in the Metro. Nice. Caps have a couple games in hand on the Pens. Yeah. Those are only good if you win them. They play
1: just bad enough where they have to start winning when the calendar changes, yeah. and then it's lights out for
7: everybody. And it's, to me, very understandable. I know you're a professional and you're supposed to give effort every night and all that, but we all know the reality of you know being a two-time champ. Are you getting fired up to play Winnipeg in November? Yeah. I'm guessing no. Are you going to kill yourself early in the season? After well, that's just- what
3: drives me nuts, though, is that when you present the- that – you know, argument for why they had a slow start. There's a lot of Penguins fans who point to what they're doing now and go, Oh, oh, I guess they're not tired anymore, huh? Oh, I guess they're not right. uh, they're not shot. It's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're being you know, you're trying to be sarcastic, but that's exactly it. They're they're not they're not mentally fatigued like they were in the beginning of the season. Yeah, I'm not even sure it was I think it was
7: give a damn. I You thought it was belly full. And yeah, and I think yeah. you know they're a very good team, but they have to play very hard and very well to win. They can't just show up. Okay, we're the Penguins. Bow down to us. Um, you got to put a lot into it, and you got to do that every shift. They, they, I don't think they've dominated as much as they've consistently won the last two years, and that's a credit to them. But they just weren't interested in doing it. the whole tired thing. The more I think about that, I mean, they're professional effing hockey players. It's what they do. Most of them are 20 years old. If they're tired, they're in the wrong business. Yeah. Okay, that is an excuse, and it's nothing more than that. And uh, people will disagree with me on that, but that's my opinion on it. Well, plus there was the same amount of of roster change and new faces coming in that needed to
2: get normalized into the group, and everybody figured out, okay, what's Zach Aston rees strengths? What's Dominic Simone's strengths? How do we you know coach around that and that takes a couple weeks the to get roster, dialed in. that's a great point
7: yeah. you have you have roster changes guys leave you're working in new guys they're complementary guys but they still have to figure yeah. out a role they're on a and, top line
3: you know and, and as Sullivan pointed out yesterday
7: injuries like nobody was taking that into account that those guys were dealing with a lot of injuries and you know sometimes you deal with those better than not sometimes it takes a lot to figure it out Crystal Tang was maybe one of their worst players over the first three months <laughs> he wasn't tired he didn't play last year wasn't playing well because he wasn't playing well. You don't have to attach an excuse to it. He was taking lots of Instagram
3: pictures, though, and that can be <laughs> taxing. Exhausting.
7: <laughs> More hockey coming up today. seven ten. Team USA against Slovenia in South Korea. The kid from Erie, Ryan Zapolsky, is getting the start in net. Who's playing for Slovenia? Uh, uh,
2: Miroslav Shatan? Is he going to be on that team?
7: <laughs> I don't know, and I don't care. They're just in our <laughs> way, Jeff. <laughs> As I told the guys yesterday, I, I like the way the, the schedule, the draw, the way it started. Because uh, we're playing Slovenia and Slovakia. If you have slow in front of your country, I'm not going to be intimidated. No chance.
1: I think speed's going to
7: be a factor. If we were playing fast Vini, I'd be a lot more worried about this game. <laughs> and uh, college basketball last night, uh, the Pitt-Panthers season from hell continues. Uh, yikes. Boston College 81, Pit 58. Pitt is Oof. 8-19 overall. 0 oh, and 14 in the ACC. Are they going to run the table and not win a conference game?
1: There was my my buddy sent me a picture from the game last night. There Anybody was there? no one there.
7: I can't recall a drop this far this fast. They get Wake Forest next week. That's yeah. I think that's their one shot to. Yeah, that used to it's be... pitfalls like a
1: pit falls to Wake Forest, does it make a sound? <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> that used to be one of the toughest tickets in town. I'm aware. Oh, those, sold out every those game. Those games used to be events. And now nobody... It's not just that they're losing. Nobody cares. Did this happen right when they went to the ACC? That's because w- That's uh, when the losing started. And yeah. The, uh, the disinterest i can't put a finger on exactly when All that, those big
1: east matchups were,
7: were tremendous.
1: I mean that, you know, that was that was kind of tough. I mean, i knew it was a a, a good move in terms of if you're going to play better. Well, competition.
7: It was, a, it was a good move for football. Yeah. It it took them up a, even though they always used to say the Big East is the best conference in the country every year. The ACC is pretty good and they're not ready for it. They're not built for it. Uh, They're not handling it. Ever since Ontario Lett left, just hasn't been the same. (laughs) Oh, when they used to play UConn. Oh, those games were great. Carl Krauser. Tournament games Uh, in the Garden. Georgetown. Just poof, gone. That's sports. You got that remote because we got to get NBCSN on here.
4: Relax.
3: Doing a radio program. (laughs) Priorities.
7: Oh, I've got mine. You've Are we doing yours. it like
3: Madden
1: today? We're just going to do the show while we're watching a game? I am, yeah. Just <laughs> microphones wide open, just staring yeah. at a TV. This was
7: my last Focus Sportscast of the morning, I hope <laughs> That's okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, ESPN.com has a, uh, an article, What Happened to Pit
7: Basketball? Yeah, I read that yesterday. So. I mean, tough to pin it all on the coach. It is, but uh, it shouldn't be this bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, Dixon did not exactly leave the cupboard full, and he timed his departure well, which he helped orchestrate. Um, but that said, you got to do better than this. Yeah. Val's got news top of the hour. What do you got?
0: Well, Pornhub is giving out free content for Valentine's Day, so enjoy. Aww. We'll talk about it coming up. Rain this afternoon. Temperature's in the low 50s. It's <laughs> 42 at DVE.
3: Freak. I like how just content. It sounds so much less seedy that way. <laughs> When we come back, Olympic content with Jeff Conkle, Mr. Wednesday, here on the DVE Morning Show.
6: Yeah, it is the
3: DVE Morning Show. And, uh, of course, it's Wednesday, so Mr. Conkle. Mr.
2: Conkle. Mr. Conkle. Mr. Conkle. You address me by my formal name. Jeff Wednesday. Jeff we- <laughs> oh, that's a good one right there. Oh, I like that. Jeff, Jeff Wednesday. It's a little bit more kung fu grippy.
3: It, it- <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Wednesday. It has, like, a little, yeah. Like a Matt Houston kind of yeah. private eye kind of thing. Jeff Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, the Olympic Games, Jeff. Now the uh the Pyongyang. Pyongyong uh uh broadcast. careful. Oh a guy got wow, that was a quick cutoff. Um <laughs> they uh do have the advantage of the in these Olympic games of showing some of the the actual events live. And that I think is crucial to TV ratings translating. But they haven't been. They haven't been getting the ratings.
2: Well, I think the reason partially for that is the Winter Olympics are just a far less good quality product than the Summer Olympics. Yeah. Think I agree of what with the that. Summer Olympics have in terms of sports. They have beach volleyball, they have basketball, they have boxing. The Winter Olympics has luge. And that is yeah, it. That's, like that's, that's the marquee it. attraction for the Winter Olympics is luge. <laughs> And so, I mean, it does sound like it doesn't take that same level of commitment, though. They, they, they say, like, all those winter sports, like, the kids have to be doing since they were, you know, they start when they're right. children... And I just keep thinking, like, what kind of loosey-goosey European parenting style allows their kid to do luge? <laughs> my wife won't even let my son go off the big purple slide at like the Nerf foam park that we have. <laughs> These Scandinavian people are just like, all right, son, take your toboggan, and we'll meet you at the end of this two-mile frozen concrete tube. See you at the bottom. <laughs>
1: I know, and those people have been falling. Have you seen those wipeouts? I mean, when you They're fall, terrifying.
3: going 85 miles an hour. Did you see the 16-year-old Japanese kid take a spill on the half pipe yeah. last night? Busted. Yeah. Dude, the it looked least. like his hips are uh, like just got shot into the next contest.
1: Serena and I were watching that, trying to figure out how they don't die a lot. A lot? Like, a lot. Every time they they fall, I'm like, he's
3: he gone. He gone. That boy dead. I will grant you that the Winter Olympics very much has a sort of afterthought. I mean, you you know, the original Olympics weren't winter. No. You know, the Greeks weren't ski jumping. But... It was all like track and field and shot put. Right. So it has an X Games feel to it. It always has, even before they started introducing some of the X Games stuff to it. But don't you like the downhill skiing? Don't you like uh like just the idea of the
2: biathlon and all of that I like some of them I don't like when people get really enthusiastic about these sports that they never cared like about beforehand <laughs> like curling like there's a yeah. there's a contingent of people that really like curling and this is the same contingent I think there's a big crossover of the people who say they like soccer in that they don't like soccer and that they're lying to you to seem unique. That's, that's yeah. the whole point of everybody liking curling. Like, if you watch, if you ever watched a whole curling match, you'll make it four minutes in and then you'll need to YouTube a video of like the NFL's most bone crushing headshots just to <laughs> cleanse your palate of the boringness that's going on.
3: Yeah, it's pretty boring. It is funny that curling is sort of like, uh, you know, somebody in Minnesota was bowling and they're like, you know what would make this worse? If we were cold, (laughs) let's do that because I don't understand the origin of the sport. Some of them seem to have like, you know, there were transportation modes like skiing and cross country skiing that, you know, or skating, you know, I mean, actually Katie Couric in a bit of once again, political correctness potentially run amok said, oh, the reason the Dutch are so good at figure skating is because they used to ski on the canals. In the wintertime, to get from place to place, so it's kind of like in their blood. And she got lambasted by like everybody in uh, in the Netherlands, who're like, hey, "Hey, hey hey we got rail here, okay? Yeah, we I mean, have.
2: Sophisticated- have you been here? Our infrastructure is immaculate. Right. I don't know why he's from Jersey all the time. Yeah, right, but-
6: right.
3: Hey,
8: <laughs>
6: we got settled down. We got buses.
3: Come on! But uh, so, all, a lot of the sports, the origin at least, seem to have like some sort of practicality that has been turned into sport. You know, half pipe, maybe not so much.
1: For me, I need the story. Like the this is the 30 year anniversary of the Jamaican bobsled team. Like that wow. was a story. Yeah, that's true. By How- the way, I I like went back and looked at that story because I'm like I remember cool running. Is as that a real? Kid. Yeah. Is it? Did that really happen? These guys. There was, like, two American businessmen that were just over there. They they saw, like, some kind of boxcar racing going on in Jamaica, and they were like, these guys are really fast. If I could teach them how to bobsled, we could have a team. And they fielded a team. They qualified. They get over there. And I'm, like, waiting for, like, the heroics. And yeah. they am like, they were 30th. Yeah, the terrible. They're <laughs> and then they terrible. were like, they just grabbed a fourth guy. They were like, let's do the four-man bobsled. Grabbed another guy like it was one of their brothers and they were like, all right, we're going to do this and wiped out and got disqualified. <laughs> and like the big moment was them just walking down the rest
2: of the pipe, carrying the bobsled, carrying the bobsled. Well, there's a big there's a big push in terms of nostalgia because of I, Tanya everyone's revisiting the the Tanya Harding Nancy Kerrigan thing yeah. and i guess it's i haven't seen the movie but i guess it's portraying Tanya Harding in a, a definitely more sympathetic light and they're saying sure. well Nancy Kerrigan was kind of annoying and she was she was crying i was like that's your knock against Nancy Kerrigan is that she cried when she got her kneecapped like right before the thing that was like culmination of her life. Like, let's see how tough you are. I cried at Finding Nemo. I, I, I cry when you know, my kneecap got exploded by a tire iron. That's the only sport that has the most drama, though. I think is is, is is figure skating. They have the, the the best outfits too. The the male figure skaters have. Uh, most i would say how do i put this extravagant outfits pos like i don't know if they're going to go out there and do a triple lutz or like you know play a ziggy stardust cover band you know they look like <laughs> <laughs> yeah they
3: all I- do look a little bit like bowie i do like this adam Rapon guy because he is just tweeting out all of these like crazy messages he called uh, himself uh, a glamazon bitch i love it it's so great see that's
2: what i mean like like they they have just uh, they need to attract a a a different type of 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 manliness I think like at that point because the outfits like think about what a f- professional figure skater wears as a uniform like compare that to nurses who wear scrubs or like the military who wear fatigues or a figure skater who wears a bedazzled v-neck with velvet <laughs> bell bottoms like, just once I'd like to see a guy in Carhartt bibs do a triple Lutz and just spray the front row with shoe spit. So
3: you're saying if Adam Rapon was dressed like uh, like he was working at a gas station. Right, exactly. Then,
4: then,
2: then the regular the Joe, pool, the
4: pool yes, of people okay. that would be
2: interested in this would be, would be much Remember
1: bigger. Remember off air, I was kind of mentioning this. Like, what if a really super manly guy was a figure skater? It would be uh, just different. We've just never really seen that.
0: What was that movie about the figure skaters? The guy was a hockey player. It wasn't DB Sweeney. Oh my
1: God. The Cutting Edge or something?
9: (laughs) Was that the one
1: where they kept, like, one of the refrains was toe pick with Moira Kelly? I don't know. Was that who it was? I think her
3: name was Moira Kelly. I had a big crush on her back in the day. Um, What
1: did you say
0: it was called, Bill?
3: Cutting Edge. Bad movie.
1: Not good.
0: That's it. The Cutting Edge. I knew it Wow. Wow. That's as good as what year?
3: 1992.
0: I had a sister. (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
3: That's that's almost as good as American Anthem was, which was about 6 years before that, which which was, was the gymnastics. gymnastics movie which was horrible, terrible. <laughs> but it yeah. But yeah, but to Jeff's point,
1: like the Summer Olympics is everything. Like I want to the fastest man in the in the world is like a competition that everybody gathers around plus they have the stars. Like I'm I'm struggling right now to other than Sean White yeah, there's a, a Lindsey Vaughn. There's a there's a few that pop up where
2: you're like, okay, that's a that's a there's household no, name. There's no Michael Phelps in no. the. But I kind of have a problem with Michael Phelps. Don't you think you have a problem with him being the most decorated Olympic athlete of all time? Do you feel like that's a misnomer? Why? Because he's Because it's just he just won in different variations of swimming, and different lengths. <laughs> There's like there's like 18 different permutations. Yeah, but, it's not like he was going and then throwing shot put and winning that too. Yeah, that's yeah. I I see your point. It's so just like, all like, variations Eric, Eric on the same Heiden,
3: thing. Eric Heiden, Mark Spitz, all those guys who were multi medalists in the same sport. No. Listen,
2: swimming should be one stroke. <laughs> Why is it all these different strokes? Too much, too many strokes. Just and different th- lengths, like the 50, lengths, 100, 200, 400. Let me tell you something. No one does the butterfly stroke at the swimming pool. (laughs) (laughs) No one does that for speed. Like, if you see a shark in the water, you're not going to be doing the butterfly
0: stroke away from the shark. (laughs) Maybe they should add sharks to the Olympics.
2: That's
8: a good
1: idea. Well, you know, during Shark Week, he did try to, Phelps did try to race a shark. That's (laughs) right. And, um, spoiler alert, it wasn't close. I forgot
2: about that. I thought yeah. he tried to raise Tupac's hologram. I thought that was...
3: Jeff <laughs> <laughs> Conkle, he doesn't love the Winter Olympics.
2: I like them. Not he love doesn't them. love them. Uh, what do you got coming up? Uh, I'm at the arcade with the drinking partners this uh, this uh, weekend, Saturday. Beautiful Saturday nice. show, 8 o'clock. Um, you know,
3: the Pirates have traded away your favorite players. That doesn't mean we don't want you to continue rooting for those players. You know, it's just... You can continue to follow their progress with their new organizations. I understand Garrett Coles with a very good uh, ball club in Houston. Apparently they've yeah, they done did. some good things. They did pretty well last Andrew year. Andrew McCutcheon in San Francisco.
0: Well, you can root them on in spring training. It's 41 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Giant Eagle Curbside Express. Officials say there is less than a day until the state's first batches of medical marijuana are sold at one of six approved dispensaries. Governor Wolf says the first dispensary to be able to legally sell to patients will open tomorrow in Butler. On Friday, Solivo Squirrel Hill here in Pittsburgh will open for business as a first seller in Pittsburgh. Patients are encouraged to call the dispensary first to see it if an appointment is needed or any other information that you might need to know before you just drop by. So um,
3: I guess maybe I misunderstand exactly what they are offering to people who qualify for medicinal marijuana in Pennsylvania. Because I didn't think they were actually, you can't just buy weed.
0: No, it's, oil, I think it's oils, creams, CBD tinctures, yeah. Yeah, you're not going to walk out with a bag of...
3: But haven't they already been doing that in Pittsburgh? Uh, yeah.
0: Well, because I, I
3: get some. Me too.
0: Yeah, I don't.
1: Do you get yours from Larry? The... Yeah. In <laughs> in that one alley. In that alley? Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know the.
1: But it seems legit. Uh,
0: not efficacy. I don't know what the word is. I'm that looking. That for. That might but... be it. How effective? Yeah.
3: Um. So. Oh, so you, you you may you think they might have gotten extra strength?
0: Not extra strength, but more. I don't know. I can't think of the word I'm looking for.
3: More concentrated?
0: Maybe. Maybe that's the word.
3: Uh, I don't know. I do think that like gambling, we're going to see this eventually. Everyone's going to cave. And, you know, despite the attorney general insisting that it is the evil weed, the devil weed. I want to be able to gamble at the weed store. Oh, you'll be <laughs> able to. <laughs> if you ever been to Denver, you do.
4: <laughs>
3: I'll try that. Yep. Believe me, that's a gamble. You might be gambling away your vacation. President Trump's longtime personal <laughs> lawyer
0: is admitted to paying a porn actress one hundred thirty thousand dollars out of his own pocket. Oh, Michael Cohen said in a statement he made the payment to actress Stephanie Clifford, better known as Stormy Daniels. Cohen said he was not reimbursed by the Trump organization or the Trump <laughs> campaign. Was he, he upset the payment- when he said that? <laughs> he said the payment to Ms Clifford was legal and not a campaign contribution or expenditure.
3: He would not
0: however elaborate on why he gave her 130 uh, grand. Any business. Uh Cohen said he had given a similar statement to the Federal Election Commission. Clifford once claimed to have had an affair with Donald Trump right after Melania gave birth to their son Barron. Reports surface she was paid off before the 2016 election to not talk about the alleged affla- affair. Clifford has neither publicly denied nor confirmed. All
10: right. Uh, that
3: first of all, happened. this is a great lawyer. I wish I had a lawyer like this. What's the matter? Are you getting uh, blackmailed by a porn star? I'll take care of it. I got you. You don't have to pay me back. No, it's oh, just what I do out of my own pocket. No, it's fine. This well, phone
0: call it'll cost you 130 grand.
3: Yeah, right. <laughs> it's exactly right. You know that's buried in there somehow. Oh. He wouldn't deny that Trump paid him, right? He said the campaign didn't.
0: No, well, he said the Trump organization and the Trump campaign, right. neither one.
3: Sure. Roger Stone of cut him a step. check. Somehow. Actually, I believe that this guy would have gotten stiffed. He, You know, Trump stiffs everybody else. Why, <laughs> you know, he wouldn't pay a landscaper at Mar-a-Lago. Why is he going to pay his lawyer for paying off? He his- stiffs Stormy Daniels. That's how we got into this whole mess. <laughs> uh, it's it's funny because it's horrifying.
1: <laughs> and she keeps doing interviews it's the and weirdest not thing. Anything. Not saying anything. She's like, "Listen, you weren't a silent film star. You were a porn star. At least moan, do something.
3: <laughs> moan. Give
1: us something." They're just asking her questions, and she just stands there with her eyes wide open.
3: <laughs> At least moan, do something. Just call for pizza. Uh, they. Uh, <laughs> uh, she. Uh,
0: you I know, just want to bang my head against.
3: This uh, it's thing. unbelievable. the uh, The reference that I came up with for this. I think only you would know. Do you remember the Laverne and Shirley episode? (laughs) Where she's like, you you don't want to be like, yes. You don't want to be like, no. You just want to be like, maybe. Yeah, she's like shaking her shoulders. Back and forth. Maybe. Maybe. That's every interview that Stormy Daniels is giving right now. They're like, did you? And she's like, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, but no, we need to know for sure if you had sex with... Maybe. Did he pay you off? Maybe. Is that... Like, is she breaking
1: the agreement by doing that?
0: The non-disclosure? Yeah.
1: I don't. Because I- if I pay you to shut up and then you're doing interviews where you're just looking all wide at somebody when they
0: like ask you if you've been paid off. What do you off, think? I'm going to well,
3: be like, hey, I want my money back. Well, Trump told Putin he's allowed to speak for the United States as it, as it pertains to the Palestinian conflict. <laughs> so maybe he can just have him deal with his porn star blackmailers now. Because I have a feeling they don't end up doing any more movies. I
0: don't know if she even blackmailed them. It might have just been, hey, here's money. Shut up. Yeah, but she might not have said, give me money or I'm going to talk. You're right.
3: It might have just been male. There might not have been any any blackness to it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, because he's probably
1: like, all right, um, let's tie up some loose ends here. Let's make Uh, a preemptive
0: strike. You know know
3: those porn stars like to talk. uh, I'm going to ask you to do the opposite of what I normally ask you to do. I need you to shut your mouth.
4: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Parts of Western uh, Christianity are marking Ash Wednesday today. The date commemorates the 40 days Christ spent in the desert fasting and being tempted by Satan as written in the Gospels. Catholics, Methodists, Lutherans, Anglicans, and Presbyterians remember today with ceremonies, including uh, getting ashes on their head, which I always forget it's Ash Wednesday. No,
3: yeah.
1: And go,
0: you have dirt on your head. Oh, damn it, they're ashes. As long as
1: you don't lick your finger and wipe it off, I feel like that's okay.
0: Catholics and Anglicans typically fast on Ash Wednesday and for the first time since 1945, Valentine's Day falling on the same day. If you uh, are strict and observe Ash Wednesday, you're supposed to fast, pray, and not eat meat. But uh, New York Cardinal Timothy Dolan says both are significant days on the Catholic calendar, but Ash Wednesday ranks a little higher than Valentine's Day. (laughs) So observe those rules rather than...
3: Oh yeah. A lot of all the all the fish markets are probably packed.
0: Uh yeah. The seafood restaurants and little Ash Wednesday, Valentine's Day.
3: It's kinda weird to mix it up and
1: go to see fifty shades of ash gray, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would, would be
3: that. a tough one to see today. I don't I d shouldn't you get you can't get special dispensation?
0: No. Well huh? you right. we just uh I mean if you're hardcore I guess you fast all day. This isn't is not kind
1: of Ash Wednesday like your pretty dry January. Maybe if you have a grilled right, cheese yeah. for lunch and a fillet for dinner. I'm borrowing I'm borrowing it a Thursday from for today. And then tomorrow I'm going to do Ash Wednesday. It's like my dry January, my yeah. pretty dry January. Yeah. <laughs> is
0: that right you fast the whole day or just till, I don't. I mean if you're hardcore.
3: I don't think so. I think it's sun up to sundown, right? Is that it? Really? No, I, don't
1: I
0: don't
3: know. know. I just I thought it was about. no meat. I mean for us it was always no meat.
0: Yeah, the definitely no meat. But this cardinal says you should fast. Mm. Whatever he should fast. (laughs) Some Valentine's Day stats: fifty-three percent of women say they would crush end a relationship if they didn't get something for Valentine's Day. That's half. That's 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 half. That's a lot. That is a lot. Uh, Seventy-three percent of people who buy flowers for Valentine's Day are men. Twenty-seven percent women. One hundred eighty nine million stems of roses sold in the U.S. today.
3: I feel like it's hard to pull off the authentic flower giving if you've already discussed like
0: we're not doing it. We're not
3: doing it because then there's the sense of obligation. They seem like obligatory flowers instead of heartfelt. It, yeah, but you got
1: to do this it is
0: from my heart.
3: I'm not making
2: that. So mistake. it's a total no waste way. of
1: money
3: instead of mostly just <laughs> a waste of money.
2: No, because it
3: like it reminds me of like that one scene from Monty Python. He's like, We could be, you know, we could have a bunch of kids if we wanted to, but we're not gonna. You know, and then she's just like, oh, we could he's like, we could have sex all the time if we wanted to, because we're not Catholic, but we're not gonna do that. And so like to sit there with your, you know, significant other on Valentine's Day and be like, we don't need flowers. No, flowers or chocolate, and then not consider that she might be like I'd actually really like that. That would be very nice. I wish <laughs> but you'd wouldn't do it be nice more
0: meaningful on just a random Wednesday? Yeah, so Surprise maybe you do or. both.
3: Maybe you do both. You know? Yeah, you can do both. It's
0: Six the up-
6: bro- just
3: a safety. There's no winning. You're only risking losing by not following through on a Valentine's Day gift. It's and you're sa-
1: going to get burned because the upcharge on roses today oh, yeah. is through the roof. Got to order them in advance, buddy. Yeah.
0: Six million couples likely to get engaged today. Forty three percent of millennials say Valentine's Day would be their top choice for a proposal.
3: I always think that guy on Banksville Road must be like today. He's like, oh, now today you'll talk to me today. You want flowers (laughs) every other day? I'm walking past your car. You guys just pretend I'm not here. All of a sudden I'm popular.
0: Uh, Pornhub (laughs) announced yesterday that once again, all premium content on its site will be free today. So live it up. Usually, Pornhub users have to pay for full-length and premium videos from the top studios in the adult industry. While you can get tons of free stuff on the site, the next-level stuff will cost you. Not today, though. And if last year's stats are any indication, people love that free Valentine's Day porn. Their traffic spiked 308%. What were people into? Searches for lesbian premium went up (laughs) 1,594%
1: on Valentine's
0: Day last year, but...
3: That is the best transformer. Just so
0: you know, that is the most popular search term. Anyway...
3: Lesbian premium? Can
0: usually never get
3: inside the diamond
1: club, yeah.
0: Uh, Searchers (laughs) for Valentine's Day porn jump 1,092%. I'm not sure what Valentine's Day porn is if you bring chocolates to the door, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one there one is a lot of pressure
3: it is like New Year's Eve in in that way like you it's have amateur to, hour to a certain extent to a certain
1: extent yeah every it's really hard to get um, reservations
3: anywhere I just if you didn't think in advance you gotta come come up with a creative you know cook at home we'll do it together like, yeah like we're not those kind of people let's go to a dive bar which is always a good thing if you can convince your girlfriend that you're just being like you know spur of the moment and quirky, like, let's go to a dive bar and get wings. Like, let's do the anti-Valentine's Day thing. And then secretly inside, you're like, this is awesome. I'm <laughs> pulling like, Wait, this wait off. a minute. She actually thinks there's a romantic bend to this. <laughs>
1: this is what you wanted to do all <laughs>
3: along. you just go shut up. I'm watching the hockey What? <laughs> I wanted to be at the
1: Lamont. <laughs> Why didn't you take me to the Lamont? I want to see the view at the <laughs> <laughs> I want to pay 90 bucks for a steak at the Lamont.
0: <laughs> uh, Chris Rock will release his first comedy special in 10 years today on Netflix Titled Chris Rock Tambourine The special will cover issues like relationships, race, and society It was d- de- uh, directed by Bo Burnham and filmed at New York's Brooklyn Academy of Music Tambourine, the first of two specials he'll release on Netflix under a deal he signed in 2016 Allegedly valued at $40 million. Chris Rock's last stand-up special was Kill the Messenger, which premiered on HBO in 2008. He also directed Amy Schumer live at the Apollo for HBO back in 2015. And finally, with Pete Townsend taking a year off from The Who, Roger Daltrey will be busy with his summer tour, which will have him doing Tommy backed by an orchestra. But come September when Pete's year is up, Roger says it will be time to discuss the future. Here is Roger talking to Q104 in New York.
6: We've got some ideas and things we'd like to do. I've got a new solo record coming out, which I'm very proud of, which is very different. It's kind of back to where I started as a soul singer back in the early 60s. So I've got that to do. Pete's doing some other stuff. But he just wanted time away from the Who. And I can understand that.
0: Paltree starts his tour June 8th in Bethel, New York, on the site of the original Woodstock Festival. No word on when his album will be out. Expect rain this afternoon. Temperatures in the low 50s. Today, it's 42 at DBE.
3: Brett Kiesel's 8th annual Sheer to Beard this Friday at Jurgles. Special guest, Phil Bork. He'll be getting shaved. His, I mean, his beard is huge right now. Yeah, it is. I think it's a, uh, like a year and a half, right? He's been growing that mm-hmm. one. Uh, performances by Chris Jamison. And Donnie Iris. Donnie. Doors are at six o'clock. We start shaving guys at seven.
2: <laughs> Get your tickets at db.com.
3: <laughs> it just makes it sound like you're shaving everybody. We are. I'm looking forward. This is my one of my favorite events each and every year because of the, just how unique it is. Only in Pittsburgh do we sell out a whole, a whole uh, place to watch a guy shave. But it's the shavers <laughs> that are as much of the attraction. As what it.
1: time is Nick off?
3: Uh, seven? The, the Nick off. Uh, I was like, huh? Um mm. uh, Seven o'clock is when uh, the first facial hairs fall to the ground. And who will show up to shave him? It's always a uh, surprise which VIPs eventually make their way onto the stage to take a big hunk out of Brett's beard, his massive beard. February 16th, this Friday night, Jurgles. All the proceeds benefit Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh Cancer Programs. We'll see you at Jurgles Friday night. Zero, zero, U.S. and Slovenia. 11 minutes left in the first period on the huge Olympic ice. Mike will come in and tell you about the Penguins last night. Zach Aston Reese with a couple. Gensel with a couple big ones last night uh, as well. Ottawa with a, a crazy night and making a trade in the middle of the game and everything. Full details mm-hmm. when we come back. DVE Sports. Well, Mike, if we can just get Gensel's parents to come to every game, we're going to be in good shape. <laughs> yeah.
7: <laughs> Mike Gensel, the uh, assistant head coach at the University of Minnesota in town with his wife last night and Jake Gensel gets a couple, number 17 and 18. Zach Aston Reese gets his first and then his second into an empty net and the Pens beat the Sens 6-3 last night at PPG Paints Arena. A positive step uh, for the Penguins, I thought, although the 6-3 score somewhat deceptive in that the shots after two periods were 25-11 in favor of the Senators. The Penguins had a 4-2 lead at the time, but... The shots were 25-11 the other guys, and Penn's head coach Mike Sullivan thought there was pretty good reason for that.
11: I thought they outplayed us for the first two periods, and uh, and that's what we told our guys after the second period, don't be fooled by the score. And uh, I thought we had a real solid third period. It was, a, you know, we, we played well in the third, but uh, for the first two periods, I, I, I don't think we defended hard enough. We didn't take care of the puck. Um and, and they're a good team. They're hard to play against. They've got numbers back. They play with structure. I didn't think we played with enough structure in the first two periods. That's what we talked about after the second period was that, you know, if we're going to get to where we're going to go, we've got to make sure that we get better in these areas. And uh, we've got to become a more difficult team to play against. And so um, I, I, I certainly thought the team responded in the third period. We were, we were much better.
7: You like Mike Sullivan with the critical analysis in the midst of a 13-4-1 and, four and one run? He's got a standard. He's not just a results-oriented guy. He wants them playing a certain way, and he wants them doing that consistently, and they weren't doing that at times last night. The good news for the Penguins, uh, when that wasn't happening, Matt Murray was there to clean it up.
11: I thought Matt was really good, you know, especially in those first two periods. He made some big saves for us, and uh you know allowed us to get the lead and like i said i i don't think uh you know the way that the first two periods were played we probably didn't deserve to have a lead and so i think Matt was a big reason why
7: yeah matt murray uh, improved to 60 and 1 in his last seven decisions and he won for the fifth straight time at home uh he made some timely saves while the senators were taking it to the pens in the first 40 minutes and he also saw From the Penguins, what Mike Sullivan will want to see in games such as last night—the
1: last two, especially—we've been pretty opportunistic. Um, You know, it's not like we're shooting the lights out, getting 40 shots or anything like that. But we're scoring goals, so um, when we're playing like that, you know, good teams find find ways to win games in different ways, like you said. So um, I think it's encouraging that that we're doing that right now. uh, we need to keep that going you know, we need to uh, adjust to, to the game as it goes I think we did a really good job of that tonight we didn't, you know, we didn't try to force too much um, we just played our game and let uh, the result take care of itself well
7: he said a mouthful at the end there didn't he we, we adjusted to the game didn't try to force too much played our game and let the result take care of itself if they do that they're going to win a lot of hockey games they're going to three-peat if they do that Each game is different, and you got to kind of figure it out as it goes. And if you're not getting a lot of shots, don't panic. Uh, If if the score's tied, if you're down one, don't take chances. Don't make it worse by trying to force a square peg into a round hole. And uh, as long as they keep that mentality, Bill, they're going to take a run at it. Mm -hmm. They're going to take a run at it. Uh, Kings are here Thursday night. Dion Phaneuf is still here Thursday night. That's so funny. <laughs> they yanked him last night. Should we get him something? You know, maybe a, a pass to the History Center or an incline ride, something let him experience right. Pittsburgh a little bit. He's got some time to kill. Kessel will take him around, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah take him to the O, get him a hot dog. They're buddies. Uh, Pens are uh, hosting Toronto on Saturday night, and then they are. That's another one of uh, Dion Phaneuf's former teams.
10: Enough, enough.
7: I mean, this poor the, guy. That's the castle connection. Uh, and the Pens are at Columbus on Sunday. Team USA in the Olympics. Uh, 42 seconds left on a power play with 424 left in the first period. It is scoreless. <laughs> Slovenia doesn't look as slow as advertised. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you think the whole country's, you know. I thought, you know, slow. Sure, right. You, pretty m- you much every... that. It's right there in the name. I, I, I pictured that... Uh, commercial where the sloth is trying to play the game where you draw a picture the pictionary sloth he's just drawing a line very slowly wasn't there a
1: a verizon commercial where it was the slow skis or was it comcast where they had dial-up
7: for their cable
3: i don't know let's get out of this fast ski
7: okay uh pit lost again (laughs) that would be pit lost again that would be the 14th time in 14 acc games how many people are going to the games now Oh, that's a great question. Is I know that, not there so was, much a
1: zoo. There was like less than two thousand people there last night. I
7: know this. This was incredible. They sent out an email to their season ticket holders. I think it was last week or the week before, and it said, "Hey, you can get four free tickets. Bring some people to the games." Oh wow! We, we got to get some people in the house. I'm <laughs> paraphrasing, but that was you. You had a season ticket holders had access to free tickets, which if I'm a season ticket I'm thinking. Why the hell did I buy season tickets if you're giving it away?
3: It's it's weird when when you're talking about a college to like criticize the sports programs for falling from grace because, you know, well, they're, they're, ideally that's
7: not the, hey, the, a place the goal like, of the institution. Oh but, no, yes it is. But at, that at, is such a moneymaker there and at a place such as Pitt, basketball is supposed to be a revenue generating and alumni have to be pissed. They gotta be pissed.
3: Nothing happening up there, Mikey. You can't stop looking over your shoulder at it. Well, position
7: you so you can look at well, the TV next here. time. Well, i going to go yeah. That's all i got to do. Watch into end of the period and then go edit some more sound. Yeah.
3: Moving forward. All right. I'll let you know when the figure skating starts, too. Slovenia you come in does and watch not that. look slow. I'm yeah. surprised. All right. Uh, Val has news coming up top of the hour. <laughs> uh, also, we've got a, uh, a recommendation for a place you might be able to get into tonight if you're looking for that last second Valentine's Day reservation. Uh, speaking of falls from Grace... You know, when the Pirates traded away Garrett Cole and Andrew McCutcheon, you know, a lot of people thought this is a team that had, you know, 90-plus wins a couple of years ago, and now it's rebuilding again? They fell off a grace cliff. Well, maybe you're not ready to stop rooting for Garrett Cole or Andrew McCutcheon, so we're going to help you to continue to do that.
0: Looking for a Valentine's Day evening that will be the envy of all your social media friends? Look no further than the Instagram Gastro Bistro Pub and Cafe. The most romantic and photogenic option this Valentine's Day. With one of the best city views in all of Pittsburgh. Our servers are also licensed in iPhone, Android, and Samsung Galaxy Photography. Oh
3: my god, give me my phone back. Let me see those pictures. Are they amazing? Did you get the
1: city in the background so people will be jealous of how awesome our view is?
5: I sure did. It really looks like you sitting at the best table in town. Now, if you'll follow me, I'll take you back to your table. We're we're not sitting here? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, This table is only for our guests to pose for social media photos. Your real seats are back in the corner behind that plant over there. Is that to your liking? Behind the plant? Baby, everyone is going to think we sat at the best table, and that's
3: all that really matters. You're right.
0: Our chefs and servers have all either lived in Brooklyn or have at least visited Portland, so you can be sure all our dishes will look amazing.
5: Oh my God, this food looks amazing. What is that? What we have here is our best double-cut beer can llama chop stuffed with chorizo sausage and a whale flipper ceviche. Why is it called Beer Can Llama Chop? Chef crams it into a bowl, stuffs it into an empty can of PBR, and then cooks the can on a spit over five vintage Zippo lighters for an ironic flare. Also notice the liquid smoke-infused lard fudge plank on the side.
3: Oh my god, this is going to be the best Valentine's Day Facebook post ever!
5: What do
1: you think, babe? You want to take a picture of this or have him show us something else?
3: No, no, I love this. Totally love it. Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Twitter header, Google+, Pinterest. Okay, take it away now, because it kind of smells gross, but I totally love it. I think people will think uh, it looks so
5: awesome. Are you sure you wouldn't like me to grate fresh parm off the side of my beard for you? We do that table side. I mean, that'd be a pretty cool pick, babe. After all, it is Valentine's Day.
3: Will you roll up your sleeves some more so I can get more of your tattoo in the frame of the picture? Of course. Oh my god, this is amazing.
0: At Instagram Gastro Bistro Pub and Cafe, our dessert collection is among the finest in the world.
5: Our pastry chef is a chimney sweep by day, and he has a stud through his front tooth. Oh, man, he must be good. He must be amazing. I highly recommend his firecracker Pollock chocolate mousse. It's going to be served in front of a blank canvas, and chef inserts a lit firecracker into a mason jar full of mousse. The result is part art installation and part Oh my god, it sounds amazing, but how does it photograph? Those people are photographing it over there, you can see that for yourself.
3: Hey! Girl in the anthropology skirt I tried on and hated, is that Pollock Moose show up good on your phone or what? It's
5: amazing. Oh my god, Trevor, I have to have that. We'll take two pictures
1: of that, please. Thank you.
0: The Instagram Gastro Bistro Pub and Cafe. You'll look like you're having the best Valentine's Day ever. IGPC is currently booking reservations to photograph Sunday brunch, Monday Leper, and Tuesday's midnight cereal bar with DJ Honeycomb. It's 42 degrees now at DVEM Val Porter. The U.S. is taking home more hardware at the Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang, South Korea. American Sean White won the gold in the men's snowboard half-pipe. Final, He failed to medal at the 2014 Olympics in Sochi after taking home gold in the 2006 and 2010 games, but winning the gold being overshadowed by the resurfacing of accusations of sexual harassment against Sean White. White was the subject of a 2016 lawsuit from a drummer in his band. She says White sent her inappropriate pictures, made vulgar comments and forced her to watch sexually explicit videos. The two did reach a settlement last year. White told reporters in South Korea... Today, he was there to talk about the Olympics, not quote unquote gossip and stuff. So it sounds
3: a little bit like the Casey Affleck case, but much less aggressive than the Casey Affleck case, which had, uh, you know,
0: like didn't he crawl into bed? It
3: advanced a lot further than that. Yeah. Sounds like Sean White is just he's a jerk. And I know that he was not very well liked in the snowboarding community, um, like by his peers. There was a big story uh, in the last. Either the last Olympics in Sochi or the one before that, about how like all those guys just thought he was a big (laughs) jerk because he was rich and famous, and Mm -hmm. he he just abandoned them kind of. Oh yeah, he has a multi-million-dollar training facility, right? And won't let them practice at it. Um, Yeah, but it's just it's it's tough to not acknowledge that stuff in this day and age. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be on the gold medal platform, there. You're gonna get asked about it. Yep. I mean, it is creepy the way they whisked him away. It he's, seems He's like, I'm not here to gossip and then the US Olympic Committee's like, Oh hey, okay, he's done, he's done here, he's done. It's like that that makes him seem more guilty than to right. let him just sit there and go, Hey, she was it you know, if his contention is she was in my band, we all got along, there was some stuff like, you know, like uh, you know, she felt we felt like she was one of the guys and maybe we crossed the line. But he's not even attempting to do that. Mm-hmm. He's not attempting to mount that argument past the point of saying she's just trying to me for money, and this is all gossip.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a
3: bad look for the
0: gold medalist or the redhead.
1: I mean, I th- I think just you know skimming through some of the accusations, I think he would fall under the category of you know behavior that needs to change.
2: Yes,
3: not strip
1: him of um, his gold medal. But but it's always like like I've always said, it's 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 a lose lose if you talk about it because you're either diminishing what somebody else felt was harassment or. You know, defending a guy who right. is guilty of something. Yeah. Or smearing him if he's yeah. not really guilty of it. Right. I feel like you're digging
3: yourself a huge hole right now.
1: Just, just even <laughs> just mentioning going it. Going to deeper and deeper. Cause I was, I enjoyed the, the half pipe last night. I was, it, it was awesome. I mean, it came down to the very last run. And then I saw somebody tweet about that and I hadn't, I hadn't heard about it. Oh, the, uh, his, uh, the sexual harassment yeah. case. Yeah. I thought uh, one of the Japanese guys died.
3: That kid, 16-year-old kid? How did, like, it amazes me when somebody is 16 years old and they get into the Olympics in a sport that has, like, I understand gymnastics or uh, figure skating because there's a controlled element to it. Like, if you, you could get injured, but, you know, you're probably not trying anything that's going to... Re- right. Like, the stuff that he's doing on the half... That kid oh could have died if he landed on his head. And he's 16. How did he get that good? Like, where's his, par- his parents were cool with him doing that stuff when he was 12? I mean, just didn't
1: know. like how far that sport has come. Where before it was like, whoa, they got big air. Now it's like, oh, that was the triple Lindy, double twist, backside fakie, twelve sixty. It's like, w- what the hell is that? It oh, was, we did two of them in a row.
3: It's super cool, though. It is so. Oh my God. Fun it's a, to it's watch. amazing. Yeah.
1: Those guys are like thirty feet out of the pipe.
2: <laughs>
3: just They're the athleticism athletic to be able to come off one of those those jumps and land it and then get the next one ready. Like, you know how hard that must be to like come off of that jump like the training that you must have. I got vertigo just watching it. Oh my god. Imagine how tired your body would be
1: after that. Yeah, you gotta do that three times. Oh my god. Three runs of that.
0: There was a terrifying moment on board a Hawaii-bound United Airlines flight yesterday. A large piece of the plane's engine broke apart in midair. One passenger seated on the wing snapped a picture of the engine, which appeared to have pieces of metal stripped off. You might have seen it. It's been all over the news in the last day. The flight originated in San Francisco, and it did eventually make a safe emergency landing in Honolulu. The airline released a statement saying a mechanical issue caused the engine's cover to come apart. A neuroscientist says there will be a medical test that can detect if people are really in love by 2028. Dr. Fred Naur has written a book about love and says the test will use an MRI-style machine to look for certain chemicals in the brain. Those chemicals, called nonapeptides show up in large numbers when someone's in love. That's the theory, anyway. The doctor suggests that one day partners might opt in for premarital scans before they say, (laughs) I do. I'm not in love!
1: Did you hear? Don't forget it. I just got the diagnosis.
0: Uh, Here are some uh, stories right out of Monsters Inside Me. An 11-year-old California boy recently scraped his elbow at the beach and didn't really think much of it until an abscess developed on his skin. His parents took him to the hospital where doctors drained the abscess, but they also discovered a small, hard object under the skin. Mm -hmm. Doctors examined it further and realized it was a snail. Even more incredible was it was still alive and had actually hatched from an egg, which somehow entered the boy's skin after he fell. The boy has made a full recovery. He actually kept the snail as a pet, but it died about a day later. And an Oregon woman has become the first... This is my elbow snail. (laughs) An Oregon woman has become the first human to have contracted a parasitic eye infection spread by flies, That's according to a report published in the American Journal of Tropical Medicine and Hygiene. The report was released Monday and says 26-year-old Abby Beckley had been bothered by an irritated eye for about a week before she took a closer look and noticed something strange. Tiny worms. Yeah. She rubbed her finger against her eye and a worm came out. She ended up pulling out 14 worms in all out of her eyeball.
1: That's a horrible magic trick.
0: Doctors diagnosed her with Thalasia galosa, which is a parasitic worm condition usually found in cattle and never before seen in a human. The worms feed on tears. Fortunately, they don't burrow into the eyeball, so once they were removed, the woman was okay. Doctors believe she likely contracted the parasite somehow while she was outside just doing outdoor activities.
1: Oh, good. Remind me never to go outside again.
0: (laughs) Chelsea Handler says she plans to start her own line of marijuana because the drug is the only thing that's kept her sane since Trump was elected. She said on Instagram, uh, I want people to understand you don't have to get blottoed. You can just get a nice little buzz to take the edge off. Snoop Dogg already has his own line of weed and Mike Tyson is reportedly starting his own pot venture as well. Uh,
3: You get the munchies, but it's for ears. (laughs) <laughs> so, the, that's a crime. I think Chelsea's coming on the show next week. She's coming into town mm-hmm. um, soon. I don't know. T- some she's largely uh, a polarizing figure, but uh, I don't know. I got respect for her. I, I think she's pretty funny, uh, although I don't agree with her viewpoints all the time. She's pretty funny. Mike Tyson, you mentioned. I have to tell you, one of the funniest things I saw last week, unironically, Mike Tyson text like tweeted out a congratulations to elon musk and i just read the tweet in mike tyson's voice and it made me laugh so hard just the fact congratulations to elon musk oh your... <laughs> saying musk must be a real disaster for him just the fact that he would be like buddies with him Mike, you know here's a guy on the forefront of science and technology and innovation and then there's mike tyson There's the guy who got really high and tattooed his face. He bit somebody's ear off in the ring.
1: (laughs) He went to jail for rape and did time. Yeah. How does he... He still has a
3: career. Insane how his reputation has been.
1: He has a show now, doesn't he? Doesn't he have a radio show? I swear to God, he has a radio show now.
0: No, he did that. Like a
1: podcast or something.
0: He did that one-man show, like Broadway style. Spike Lee directed it. Yeah.
1: Okay, Dude, did you see it? It's great. Oh, I know,
3: but
0: again. He talks
1: about how he's like, uh, last time I was on Broadway, I was robbing someone outside the theaters. <laughs> I mean, how did he How did he reform his image I, like I that? I don't know. It's just crazy he, the thing- He things. showed up in uh, one of the Hangover movies. That and was, that kinda, prob- that was a big part of That kind of brought him back. You're right.
0: You uh, mentioned Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, he Murphy. had uh, he went to a sex party hosted by venture capitalist Steve Jurvetson. Uh This is in a new book that Emily Chang wrote called Brotopia. She writes that in private <laughs> Facebook photos from the party, Musk appears wearing a black armor-like costume adorned adorned with silver spikes and chains. What
3: the. He's like at some Eyes Wide Shut thing?
0: Yeah, the 2017 party was also attended by Google head Sergey Breen. Uh, The theme was Edge of the Earth. Musk's rep previously told Page Six, Elon was at the party for a couple of hours and left around 1 a.m. His impression was it was a corporate party with a costume theme, not a sex party.
1: (laughs) I had no idea. There there was sex
0: going on? Which he (laughs) totally looks like somebody who would go to a sex party.
1: See, I I just no bought a book about, about, about this guy. I got to find out who the you start shooting cars into space like who the hell are you?
3: And landing the the rockets in Is he in, Batman? In sync the the burners come down. Oh my god, that was that was crazy. Yeah, he guy launched a car into space. His wife He's Bruce Wayne. He's the real life Bruce Wayne. Someone did a, a story on his ex-wife and uh spoiler alert, not a great husband. <laughs>
0: Like, Details. He, very
3: what? Steve Jobsian. Oh, cruel. sort of like yeah. Saving She's like essence. you treat me like one of my employees, and he's like, if you were one of my employees, I'd fire you. He had like a contract with her, like informal contract, you know, one of those like Albert Einstein had with his wife. I want dinner <laughs> at six o'clock. You will satisfy me when beckoned. You know? Can you imagine if you could get fired from
1: a marriage? Oh my lord! You can, Bill. Yeah, I would. It's all divorce. Yeah, you, you can. <laughs>
3: I would have been fired a long time ago. Well, you're like that. You're talking more like uh, like you're the the relative that you can't fire. You're like the guy in casino, yeah. That uh, De Niro wants to fire.
1: Are you saying you're you're <laughs> firing me, <mean>, Mr. <laughs> Rothstein? That's that you and your marriage. Look. <laughs> I don't know if you were too stupid to see what was going on <laughs> if you were in on it. But either way, you're out.
3: <laughs> Are you firing me, Mr. Rossi? Uh, no, I'm not firing you. Yeah, I'm firing you. Next, to, next, <laughs> next time you get in a fight with Serena, you can just pull that out. <laughs> uh, Bill
0: Paxton's family has filed a wrongful death suit against Cedar sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles and the surgeon who operated on the actor before he passed away last year. Page Six is reporting that the family claims Dr. Ali Koy Nezad. Uh, performed an unnecessary procedure that caused his death 11 days later. Paxton was 61. He died last February of complications from surgery for an aortic aneurysm. They
3: uh, they had weird science on uh, one of the cable channels the other day, and I turned it on right at the scene where he's, like, talking to Kelly LeBrock, and he's like, but first I'd like to butter your muffin. <laughs> and it, it, it's so fun. He's so funny in that movie, but... He did an interview with Mark Maron. He did the uh, WTF podcast, and he talked about where, like, Chet came from. And it's like him and all the dudes he grew up with, rednecks in Texas. Really? But the, but the God, know, how about a greasy pork sandwich served, served in, in a, a dirty, dirty ashtray. ashtray? That was his dad used to say that stuff to him when him and his brothers would uh. be, like, hung over. And he was taking them hunting or fishing the next morning. And they'd be, like, riding out there, like, all just, like, you know, white faced, like trying not to throw up, and his dad would like bust their chops trying to get him to puke. I think I called people buttwads wads for a solid two years <laughs> after seeing that
6: movie. You're stewed butt wad. <laughs> what is your stewed? You're
3: stewed?
0: Whatever happened to Kelly oh. LeBrock?
3: She had like nineteen. 19- I went down a big uh, rabbit hole of where's Kelly LeBrock now. She where had, is she? Uh, she had uh, she married Steven Seagal, and then no, she- that, that
0: didn't last though. Yeah, it?
3: no, it didn't last. No. He's with Vladimir Putin now, <laughs> <laughs> but she uh, she had a lot of plastic surgeries and just doesn't look I know anything that... like she used to look. Oh, that's a yeah. shame.
0: I know she kind of blew up too, at one time.
3: She's a bigger woman. Yeah. Yes, there's no doubt about it. Two nothing U.S. Man, that movie was so good. Mike, who got that? Was that was one goal? of my Our favorite. It would 80s be uh,
7: Jordan Greenway of BU, rebounding the slot. And it's two nothing good guys. We're starting to uh, take this game over. I know.
0: Finally, tragedy has stuck, struck the Leonard Skinnerd family again. Lindsay Van Zandt, the 35-year-old daughter of singer Johnny Van Zandt, died last month after a brief illness. So seems like that circle of people is cursed yeah. and just don't have good luck.
3: Do you know there's a Ronnie Van Zandt Memorial Park, and in the Ronnie Van Zandt Memorial Park, there's a Ronnie Van Zandt Memorial golf frisbee course? Just how he would have wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me back my frisbee.
0: <laughs> uh, rain this afternoon, low 50s for the high. It's 42 at DVE.
3: Well, being single on Valentine's Day can be a bummer. But there are benefits, supposedly, to being single the rest of the year, backed up by science. For some reason, this was printed in Business Insider. Because <laughs> you have no business. At- Never mind. Wait uh- a 2nd <laughs> <laughs> The first thing is they say, if you're single, you got more friends. A study in 2015 found married people have fewer close friends and that their friends aren't, you as, just support- say goodbye to them. aren't as supportive as friends of people who never marry. Well, uh, that's one complaint I always had with friends of mine who, you know, creep further and further into the burbs. Like, I'm like, invite, I'll go to the kids party. Like if you want, you know. Like if I'm never gonna see you, tell me i I'd come to that stuff, and they're like, you don't want to come to this stuff. It's so boring.
0: <laughs> Maybe they're telling you we don't want you to come.
3: No, I've came to that conclusion. <laughs> no, no, it's just
1: sort of like when when you're when you're married and you have kids, it's you just you're on an island. You just stop, right? And yeah, you, you for
0: about time. thirty years, probably, right?
3: Yeah. But if you don't have kids, is is it any different? I mean, you and Tim don't have kids. You still, but you still, just because of familial responsibilities that you now share, it's not like you have as much freedom as you did when you were single.
0: Mm, No, we pretty much have a lot of freedom. Okay. A study in 2008
3: (laughs) found that having regular contact with at least 10 friends made people significantly happier. And family members don't really count. I do like seeing like some of my friends who don't get a hall pass very often when they do. Oh, they I love crazy. how oh but just pedal to the metal. Just
4: oh, vroom, right that, out is that of Johnny
3: idea. Walker? Let
1: me get some of that. <laughs> that was you. Let me get some more of that. Sure, I'll eat that cookie. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: didn't
3: sound, sounds like someone I know. Uh, single people stay in better shape. I now I know you club. know why this got to keep in club shape, but it's not even that. I mean, it is definitely partly that. A study in 2004 showed single people exercise a lot more than married people do. Well, you have time to,
0: right? You have the free time,
3: right? Uh, and uh, uh, and you're, you you got to stay in game shape. I mean, married people you know. weigh five pounds more than single people do.
0: But again, I would say this applies to married people with kids.
3: No, I think if you're, you're
0: married and don't have kids, like. I go to the gym if I wanted to, anytime I want.
1: Yeah, Tim still does a bunch of stuff. He plays hockey, golf. He goes to summer camp,
3: doesn't he? Yeah. He's like living
1: the
0: I'm herpes commercial he without blisters. the blister. <laughs> so takes, I think this is if you're married. Dives with off kids. of boats.
3: Um, Sing well. The other thing, though, Bill, the snacks that you have for the kids. Oh yeah, Tough eat those all the time. Those are those are around all the Goldfish time. Goldfish crackers. Yeah, but just being in a relationship at all, you're heavier than if you're not in a relationship. Probably, Because yeah. you settle into that fat, happy, like, what do you want to do? I don't know. Let's eat.
0: And watch and TV. S- watch
3: TV and do nothing. Don't you drink more when you're single, though?
0: Yeah, because it depends on who you're married to.
3: <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. Single people have more alone time.
1: I mean, when last night, like, Serena was like, look, let's just watch some of the Olympics and get some Klondikes. I was like, I'm in. That sounds awesome. We double dipped.
3: Nice. Heyo. Single people have more time alone, <laughs> which makes them more productive it said. Studies have found it easier to focus without all the distractions that come with having a spouse and a family, which can make advancing your career a little easier. Especially that,
0: for women. That's
3: spousist. Are you saying that you can't have a spouse and advance as effectively? No, through but your I career? think it's harder. Probably.
1: I think
0: probably women probably feel guilty if they are away from their families.
3: Yeah, they do. You don't think men do?
0: I don't think as much as women. I just think traditionally that that's the way it's always been.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the dynamic in our family, you know?
3: (laughs) You don't miss it as much (laughs) as she
1: does. (laughs) (laughs) Although I do miss it a lot. Like, it's hard hard for me to even, like, take a week (laughs) on the road now because the girls, you know, the girls miss me now because I'm around all the time. They like you now. Yeah. 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 That's, and I really like them. That's good. You know, we we're getting along pretty good. That's I mean that's, We're in a sweet
3: spot. There you go. You don't want to miss those days. But yeah, t- when they're cheating, they'll like, hate the, you the, and the, you can tour as much as you want. The
1: the mother guilt, like the female
3: guilt, is I agree with Val. It's just it's a different level. But I feel like some like a feminist would argue that point with you, and I agree with you, but I feel like a feminist would argue the point with you, like, no. Women are capable. I don't know. I think like well, no, I'm not in... saying
0: they're not capable of hmm. having careers and being very successful. I'm not no, saying no. that at all.
3: I didn't think you were. I thought you were saying that it weighs on them more heavily.
0: Yes, I I do think it does.
3: I mean, don't
1: forget, I think we're, guys we're look very at it
0: like, I'm I get some freedom <laughs> away from the family. Oh yeah. And I think women are probably more worried about what's happening with the family when they're not there. And when... one of
3: my friends that's a mom is constantly preoccupied if they have a babysitter the dudes are definitely not yeah they're like she's See? fine she's fine and the and the mom will be like yeah but uh she's you know she's got a learner's permit i don't like we don't want her staying out <laughs> that late and the, the guy will be like she can sleep over it's fine
0: <laughs> That's what i'm
4: saying the
1: first time i did the road with two kids i woke up like kevin in home alone i was like <laughs> i made my family disappear I made my family disappear. (laughs) I was eating
3: ice cream at noon and (laughs) watching like eight Marvel movies in a row. This is the best. So if you're all alone this Valentine's Day, fear not for it just means that you're skinnier, happier, more productive and have more friends apparently. And more free time. According to that study from Business Insider, (laughs) the go-to source for relationship (laughs) news. What the hell? Till I see it in Forbes, I just won't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike Pursuit is going to stop watching the game long enough to let you know what's going on. Yeah, Penguins won. Why does Sean Hannity think there's sperm in the presidential portrait of Barack Obama, and uh, also <laughs> Phil Bork? Wait, just on his copy? No,
2: <laughs> no, that would be a different president, I think. <laughs> Uh, Sports next.
7: DVE. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuto with your sports right now on DVE. Sports this hour brought to you by ChooseNissan.com. They're through two periods in South Korea. It's Team USA 2 and Slovenia nothing. Team USA getting goals from Brian O'Neill and Jordan Greenway. Goaltender Ryan Zapolsky from Erie appears to be comfortable in his crease. Yeah, buddy. U.S. Uh, has a, an edge in shots on goal, but Slovenia has been getting some good looks. And so far, Zapolsky has had all the answers but one. Maybe the save of the game so far was made by defenseman Noah Welsh off a scramble in the first period. <laughs> he managed to get himself in the crease and protect an otherwise empty net. And so it's 2 nothing. Good guys with 20 minutes left in the game. You know, they have. Uh, I got the line chart here for Team USA. And they have little notes under each guy's name. Uh, For example, Ryan Donato, uh, second in NCAA with 21 goals. Uh, Ryan Zapolsky leads KHL with nine shutouts. Under Jordan Greenway, one of the goal scorers, it says, first black U.S. men's hockey Olympian. Which is, just thought we'd be past the point of uh, making note of such things. Sadly,
3: we are not how long have you been a black hockey player yeah
7: he's probably getting that question over there my whole life kid plays at uh bu fun to watch so far
1: i didn't recognize anybody on the roster except for gianta
7: yeah it's um 17 of them are playing in europe three of them are playing in the ahl four of them are currently playing in college and gianta came out of retirement to be the team captain uh just over 3,000. There's 15 guys on this team that have been in the NHL, but they have a combined, uh, it's just over 3,000 games of experience, and a 1,000 of those are Gianta. <laughs>
4: Uh
7: Jim Slater. Wow. Uh, Jim Slater played in 500 and something games. Um, most of them just had uh, a brief 50 games, 100 games, uh, some fewer than that. Uh, it's not an NHL team, but uh, so far, so good for Team USA. If uh, you were
1: picking the roster this year and you got to pick from the NHL, Phil Kessel on your team? Oh, this year,
7: yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he's been dynamite. He's, I, I've never seen him play this well. It's great. Phil. the thrill. And playing a 200-foot game. You know, when a lot of them were uh, not playing so well early in the year, his his production helped them at least stay relevant, you know. So they didn't have a massive hole to climb out of when they when they got it together. As uh, the Penguins kept it together last night, six three over the Ottawa Senators. Uh, the game was kind of controlled by Ottawa through the first two periods. The Senators had a 25-11 edge in shots on goal, but the Pens had a four to two lead. They were uh, more opportunistic. Then dominant last night, but uh, the Penguins can be that way. Here's Ottawa head coach Guy Boucher. They
10: don't need much. They only get a few chances, and that's what they are. They're a very high-end team, uh,
11: and and the minute they get a few chances, they're able to put it in.
7: Yeah, they don't need much, so don't force the issue if you're the Penguins. Just play with patience, wait for the game to come to you, and then strike when opportunities arise. A couple goals from Jake Gensel last night. That was good to see. He had been struggling to consistently find the net over the last uh, 31 games. And the first two goals in the career of rookie Zach Aston Reese, who was appearing in his fifth game with the Penguins and continues to catch head coach Mike Sullivan's eye.
11: I think he's getting better with every game that he plays. You know, he's a, he, he's a really solid two-way player. You know, he's, he's strong on the puck. He's good on the wall. He goes to the net. He has good awareness away from the puck. He's uh, sound defensively. We can use him killing penalties. Um, so yeah, I just think he's a good overall player. I think he's getting better and better with every game that he plays. He's he's getting a little bit more confidence. He's I think he's hanging on to pucks more uh, as he gets a little bit more confident. So uh, we've really liked every game that he's played. He seems to be getting better with each game he plays. So, you know, because of that fact, his ice time is gonna, gonna grow.
7: Yeah, that was his fifth game, and the ice time has gone from six and a half minutes to almost 11, to just over 13, to 14 minutes and 40 seconds in St. Louis, and 14 minutes and 29 seconds last night. Uh, he, he looks the part. He, he has arrived as advertised, two-way guy who plays hard and plays uh, with some skill, and last night he started on the fourth line and uh, eventually found himself playing... With Sidney Crosby, Crosby assisting on both of the goals scored by Aston Reese, and that is uh, one of the things that Zach Aston Reese has already adjusted to in his brief NHL tenure, playing with Sidney Crosby.
1: It's pretty easy playing with (laughs) him. Like You don't even really need to call for the puck. He just knows where you are. and um,
11: Just as long as you keep your feet moving and find open spots, he'll get you the puck.
4: That's got to be
1: awesome. That's one of the amazing things to me about the Penguins, the fluidity of the lineup. The combinations that Sully throws together throughout the course of a game where you're just on the
7: fourth line, then you're playing with the best player in the last decade. You know what, though? He can, he can do that because he's got raw materials. Uh, they've done a great job for years in Wilkes-Barre. They do a good job of finding these guys. Zach Aston Reese was a college free agent last year. They were able to sign him. If you're going to trade draft picks a lot, and Jim Rutherford does that, you have to find a way to keep bringing young raw talent into the system and they do that by signing college free agents those guys who want to come here it's working they 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 have uh, established a method of operation that works now and should help them sustain it says a lot about the captain too that he's able to
1: play with these young guys so you know not having the fixed line that he would maybe want more of.
7: Yeah, and I think part of that too Bill is uh, off the ice. You've heard you've probably heard Mike Sullivan talk a lot about how the Penguins veteran core makes it easy for new players to join the team whether they're young guys or even veterans from another organization Uh, it's not an intimidating atmosphere. It's welcoming according to Sullivan. They go out of the way to make guys feel included and make them feel comfortable and if you're comfortable you can do what you do right? It's a little bit easier now that Kunitz and Dupuy aren't aren't on the Pens anymore. <laughs> Sids two uh, security blankies. Pens host the Kings on Thursday night. The Maple Leafs on Saturday night. They are in Columbus on Sunday. Pitt loses to Boston College, eighty-one to fifty-eight, last night. The Panthers fall to eight and nineteen overall, zero and fourteen in the ACC. And uh, today, the first uh, pitchers and catchers official workout. In Bradenton, Florida, for the Pirates, Randy. See if you got your Bucks hat on today. I I love uh, this is my favorite hat. You knew today was the big day. Yeah, Uh, Francisco Cervelli talking uh, with reporters yesterday in Bradenton. He's quoted in today's Post Gazette. Thusly quote: "We've got to move forward. We got new guys. This is not about one or two guys. We've got 25 men here who make a lot of things happen. This is a young team now. We are capable to do a lot of good things, man." we've got to start from now the mentality has to be from day one it's not let's see what happens we've got to get together and move forward yeah look i I'm not rooting
3: against the pirates I love I love the team I't I think the, anybody's rooting I against hate them. the owner
7: yeah I don't think anybody I can't expects stand
3: anything. the way he's manipulated and taken advantage of the situation this town gave him because we acted on good faith and he is like yeah. going well that was your fault
7: well you you got a major league baseball team do we yeah, well, they play in the major yeah, leagues. I I, no, I I see where you're coming from, but you, you can go to the games. You know, expectations beyond that, that's on you. That's the problem. I, he's making me have to make the decision. Yeah, and he's banking
3: on me loving baseball I'd, more.
7: I'm, I love baseball. I'm in. Uh, there's too many people like me.
3: I guess if there was only one place in town where you get Italian food and it sucked, but you loved Italian food.
7: You'd still go three times a year. Or if half the Italian food that you got was really good. <laughs> you know, you can go watch Kershaw. Yeah. I. Mean, no, that's true. Does that interest you? It does me. I mean, the division's I, gotten a lot
1: better. There are p- teams are signing guys. Yeah. Cubs just went out and got Darvish.
7: Baseball's too social. It's too much fun. Saturday night, Sunday afternoon. I know. That's Family's why I can't stand the
3: owner because he's taking yeah. advantage
7: of that driving me nuts i mean you know you're not gonna go down and see the cubs on a sunday afternoon and have a couple pops yeah i probably am gonna i'll probably be surly about it i just i have (laughs) so many friends who are die
3: just lifelong die hard buckos like more like that's their number one team yep like not the Steelers, not the penguins. they are they are buckos fans and you know those people they're like you know they're like Trump supporters. They're not going anywhere. It doesn't matter what happens. They're on board for it. And that that part drives me nuts, too. Like
7: Maybe they'll be better, Mike. Maybe they'll be well, better. Well, I mean, you know, it's going to be a younger team, and it's, it's not completely without redeeming social value, but... You- you just have this vibe, and accurately so, I think that even if they start to overachieve, they're not going to add to it at the deadline. No, nope. I just see people, and they're not going to keep these guys like Garrett Cole developing, drafted. The, now it's time to pay him, and they move him on and go to the next the young guy.
3: And I see people getting very excited about the prospects that they got from yeah. Houston and the coal trade specifically. But like that reminds me of that scene in Papillon, where Steve McQueen is like he's been in that like French Guinea prison or whatever forever, like in a dirt bunker. And a cockroach comes in, and he's thrilled to death that he can eat a cockroach. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. Everyone's like, oh, yeah. Good we reference. We got a cockroach. Did you see Papillon late night? No, or I don't something? know why that. Because it just reminded me of a desperate person <laughs> being so glad for anything, scraps, you
7: know? And, you know, so what's the hope that this young team, bunch of guys catch fire all at once, and you win for one year before you get rid of all of them?
1: It's starting it's a, to feel like the the Pirates are a really good farm system for the rest of the league. Yeah. I They get, bring these guys up to a certain
7: maturation and just when they're ready uh, to yeah. pop, they get plucked. I mean I think McCutcheon is on the downside. Yeah. Good time to get rid of him, quite honestly. Garrett Cole, it's fifty fifty whether he's ever gonna live up to what he's supposed to be. But if you're going to get rid of those guys and move that salary, go get Hugh Darvish. Go get, get Arrieta. Right. Give me a real plan. That's, Don't get five nobodies and say, yeah, three of them might be good. That's the problem. And if they do get good, then we're going to get rid of them. That's the, the vicious cycle they're in. I That
3: that was yep. well stated. I just drove past PNC Park the other night when I was leaving that concert and like looking over there. And it's so awesome. It's so beautiful. You're like, going across Fort Duquesne Boulevard, looking across the river at that place. And it's it's. It's perfect. Yeah, it's very. And God, it pisses me off that. But there's got to be something
1: better about going in there than being able to see the bridges. Exactly. (laughs) You
3: know, I want to see some baseball. How's that beard feel, Borky? Enjoy your beard, buddy. Forty-eight hours. That thing's coming. Well, you got like a little more now. You got about fifty-eight. Dead beard walking.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Dead beard
2: growing. Today,
3: it's the DVE morning show. 102.5, 102.5, WDVE, Pittsburgh. It's, uh, it's time for Hockey Talk, and this is going to rock. Time for Hockey
6: Talk, this is going to rock. There's no one finer than the gold 2 pastor of the book.
3: Two
5: er Phil
1: Bork. Just the greatest intro maybe ever created.
12: How do you not tap your steering wheel if you're sitting in traffic right now and that starts humming along? Chip ought to make make a whole
3: song out of that, Chip. I bet they play it on DVE if you made the extended version. Should play it at
12: PPG. Definitely. That could be the goal song. The
3: old two-niners. Yeah, Yeah. oh,
12: rocks.
3: No. (laughs) Just when we are celebrating, Slovenia gets one in. 14 minutes left in the third. 2-1. Good guys, U.S. over Slovenia right now in Olympic action. And uh, what did you think about the NHL's decision to not take part in the Olympics this year? I mean, Bettman got a shot from Ovi last week. Yeah,
12: read that. Uh, Mixed emotions. I kind of get it, the whole economics of it. Uh, there, there's a lot on the line. Um, as much as I love seeing the best players in the world on that that platform, uh, I still hold my breath when I see Sid and Gino and and guys right. like that go over there. <laughs> yeah, and, and Matt Murray, because mm-hmm. I'm thinking of knock on wood the, the injury thing. Don't get hurt. You know? Yeah, yeah, and uh, also Our Gino. Tough, I
3: mean, there's always a, there's always a chance he can get kidnapped back to Russia again. That's true yeah. too.
12: And then shutting the league down for you know two weeks or two and a half weeks, and you have. Uh, you know you have your christmas break and you have the bye week yeah, and you know all that, that you know that's what i mean you kind of go back and forth that's a lousy answer i'm giving you no no but, no no i was just curious it's the truth I, i'm but it's great to see some of these other kids and hopefully some of them become recognizable names and who knows maybe one or two uh, guys come out of this olympics mm-hmm. and they do pick up an? NHL yeah, that's club.
3: that's my feeling about it. I, I'd like to see. I mean, clearly Giants only there in, in sort of like you know a patriarchal role, but you know the younger dudes. Right. This is like a Disney movie for him right. coming out of retirement yeah, to captain exactly. the team. How much you love uh, what the Penguins are doing right now?
12: Oh baby, man, we are playing some penguini hockey. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's <laughs> back to what we became accustomed to. Right where. Guys are chipping in all over the place. Guys are paying the price. And, uh, you know, this league is an honest league. It's an honest game. and It'll smack you right up the side of the head if you're not playing it the right way, if you're not paying the price. And that's exactly what the league did to the Penguins the first half. But something happened when they played that game in Philadelphia on January 2nd, and they kind of got back to playing Penguin hockey. That game, if you remember, you got a goal from Ryan Reeves. You got a goal from Tommy Kuhnhockle. You got a goal from Jamie Alexiak. So you got those guys chipping in. And when the Penguins are rolling the four lines like they are now, look at last night, perfect example. Zach Aston Reese, a pair. Jake Gensel, a pair. You know, you get everybody chipping in. We're a freight train running downhill right now. Right? Yeah. What are how- you
7: seeing from the kid? Because Sullivan was expansive on how much he likes him last Zach night. Zach Aston? Yeah. yeah.
12: I'm just seeing a, a really good, smart hockey player.
7: The guy that, that knows what he's doing.
12: That no- looks like he knows what he's doing. And even away from the puck, uh, which I like to watch young players like that. Uh, he seems to think the game, anticipate what's going to happen. He seems to be adjusting to the speed, which can be overwhelming because there's there's no real slow players in the league. There's no weak players in the league. And he has quickly gotten over the wow factor of playing with Sidney Crosby, which we've seen from players like Connor Sherry and Jake Gensel. And he seems to be kind of cut out of that same mold where he's thinking what an unbelievable opportunity this is. I want to make the most of it, not just get caught star watching.
1: How big of a game was that for Gensel last night? I mean, the double slump buster of not only getting a goal, but getting a power play goal. Why do you think he was getting on the board last night? Just because his parents were there, or Mm -hmm. he's Uh, getting to the dirty area? Yeah,
12: I I think he might have been born under the same star that Gina was born under. You remember when uh, Mama and Papa uh, Malkin would come in with the borscht (laughs) and Gina would absolutely go (laughs) off? Well, guess what? Mama and Papa Gensel were in last night. And guess what? <laughs> oh, Jakey boy gets a pair. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the recipe right there. So now, they got to travel with the team. They got to the the ah, Come on, just yeah. just get them on the payroll and and just have them driving the bus and flying <laughs> the plane. And you know. it did get a little dirtier though too, right? <laughs> Who Jake? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, don't underestimate his dimensions. He went to the net a little bit. He went to the net, and he is a son of a you know what to play against because he's just scrappy do, man. Wiry. (laughs) He he is wiry. (laughs) And he's tough to knock off the puck, and he's one of those guys where, you know, he's right up there. He might be third on the team in hits. Like, he's right up there. And I, I like the way Mike Sullivan uses Connor Sheary kind of the same way. When you're going, you're going to the penthouse, kid. If you're not going, I'm going to kind of drop you down. It's a kind of a he nonverbal pushes message.
7: Buttons. Well, even the yeah. St. Louis, he only played nine minutes, right? Exactly. He, he pushes these guys' buttons. Right. and And every time they
12: respond. It doesn't have to, Mikey, it doesn't have to be a yelling, screaming. It doesn't have to be a verbal uh, tirade. Sometimes it could just be a subtle thing of grab a little sit, a little city do right over here. And, you know, that's all a player needs sometimes. Did it it's to Ian Cole. He did it to Ian Cole. He's done it to a bunch of players.
3: He, uh, you know, the the interview that uh, Mackey had with him, the Post Gazette was uh, was uh, illuminating. It seems to me that he has a coaching style that, unlike Bilesma, Bilesma couldn't go back. Yeah. You know, like once he ha- once they got to a certain level, he couldn't go back. Uh, to all of a sudden now he's going to be a hard ass. But Sullivan has kind of maintained that status quo so that he is not in danger of losing the room to a personality change.
12: You are so bang on. And this is what I personally, and just in my own thoughts, have been hoping for because I think Dan is a good coach. I think Mike Johnson could have been a good coach too. But when they came here, they were wishy-washy in the beginning, kind of letting the players do their own thing because they didn't want to ruffle any feathers. Mm -hmm. But Mike Sullivan came in, and from day one, this is the way it's going to be. And there was a little pushback, and I'm sure players were rolling their eyes going, what the holy Moses is going on here? <laughs> but guess what? He is stuck to his guns. He has never once called a player out in the media. And I'm sure there are some, some heart-to-heart, eyeballs-to-eyeballs, uh, very poignant meetings behind closed doors. Yeah. But he never once gets caught in a trap question by the media to call a player out. And there's a certain standard that he has set in that locker room, on the ice, on the bench, that he doesn't waver from. Right, he is a fiery Irishman, man, and when he gets uh, his dander up, the players pay attention and they respect him. But that
3: consistency is That's what, what allows it is. him consistency, right? Yeah. Even through a losing. Doesn't matter so, what yeah.
12: the name says on the back. This is the way we're going to do it, and if you can't do it the right way, the penguin way, then I'm gonna I'm gonna have to dial you back. And that was a little
7: of that was circumstantial because with Bilesma, he's replacing Tarian who they all hated to the point that Fair they enough. shut down and stopped No, Mikey, that's a good so point. So he had to be the good cop. Yep. Then you win the cup. Right. So all right, now how are you going to be something different like well, that's, that, that's that's just it. His starting yeah. point. That that right. uh, approach outlasted its effectiveness. Right. So now you need the bad topic. Really to
12: no, you're, you're yeah, because cuz Terrian kind of got to that point where he was so abrasive that guys needed Yeah. To pull oh, they, out. Were just, <laughs> <and> they <laughs> got that with Disco, They right? were
7: quitting on him individually and collectively. Yeah,
12: but he just let it go too long when it started Big to fish. unravel oh. and the and the kind of the inmates were running the asylum so to speak. He he didn't put the foot down. And it got worse and worse and then when he finally uh, finally tried to put the foot down, then the guys there was there was a friction, and he never was able to recover but from that. To me, Sullivan, he's such
7: a psychologist. Even when he came in to put the hammer down, the first thing he told him was, you guys are great, and if you just yeah. start going about it a different yeah. way, it's going to work. Well, the, just
12: it, the example that jumps out to me, do you remember the time, I forget, we were in Washington or something like that, and all the players were screaming at the ref, and I, I it might have been horny, Washington. it might have been Gino, It was Crosby, Chessel. Like, Shut, Shut up! Chessel. Yeah. Shut up. And the guys were like, what the? Whoa. Yeah. I think it was Hornquist, Crosby, Kessel, yeah. Malkin, and Hagelin. Yeah. and, and be- Yeah. He was- because that was a reputation they had. They're, they were guys that just did so much bitching on the bench to the yeah. refs that, you know what? Let me be the guy. One guy yeah. talks to the refs and screams at the refs, and it's going to be me.
7: I remember that. He went from yelling at the ref to yelling at them. Yeah. And it yeah. Was, that was so who they are. Yeah. He came in with the
1: with the direct knowledge of what the word is on this team, yeah. and said, "If you want to fix it, I can yeah. help you." Okay, so in, that's that's amazing.
3: Yeah, uh, uh, how much of the Sullivan statue is assuredly uh, 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 assuredly erected at this point? Are we up to like the waist? Is he that far? Like <laughs> <laughs> the waist? You know, yeah. Like you know, is it half? Is it
7: half? Uh, We're trying to figure out what tie.
4: Yeah. What
3: tie? Oh, it's that far along. Oh. Yeah, Don't you think? I do. I mean, back-to-backs, coming in like that. All it's... the guy does is win. Yeah. And he has the perfect Pittsburgh mentality that you guys yeah. have just described. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's what everybody wants out of their coach. It's exactly what they don't have in the Steelers coach, which they so badly want here. Uh, Mike Sullivan yeah, has figured that. figured
7: out how to be a hard-ass in the modern era yeah. Yeah. with the modern athlete no. that's making a zillion dollars and can Pretty much, just roll his eyes and say, "Yeah, yep. you'll be gone in another couple months. I'll still be here." No, and That's- there's
12: times when he he, you know, you would think, "Okay, oh boy, 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 he's going to lose it here," and he does it. He dials it right back, you know. So he kind of keeps the guys a little bit off balance. Where mm-hmm. you think, "Oh man, this is a no pucks practice," and he'll say, "Day off. We're going to get back to work tomorrow." You know, so. There, There is. There's a lot of give and take. There. Well, that's and you're right. Great the sports point. psychology that's a great point of, though, by of you. Mike Sullivan is really, it's admirable.
7: He he really manages the time and yeah. all this extra hockey because of yeah. the play. They take a lot of days yeah. off and they have practices that, that are, goes a long
12: way when that you're are playing not, 82 games. And you never hear about
7: yeah. that because they win. Yeah. Whereas if they weren't winning, oh, look how soft he is. He's letting them run the asylum.
12: No, it's never it's never looked at as, oh, he's being a big softy. It's, it's about him being a smart hockey coach.
3: You're going to be shaved. Sheared. Sheared. Tomorrow, you're going to be a part of the uh, Brett Kiesel Sheared to Beard, the eighth annual Sheared Beard. Or Friday. <laughs> Wait.
12: I got a game tomorrow. <laughs> Friday.
3: <laughs> the 16th, Jurgles Rhythm Grill. Borky's the special guest. I don't know. Shavy. I don't know, you know, I mean I, I don't know. Sherry uh Sh- Sherry, sorry. Connor? Yeah. <laughs> Chris Jameson, Dawny Iris performing there and uh <laughs> doors are at six, it starts at seven o'clock. Now I'm guessing you're a little bit uh anxious about losing the beer. Yeah,
12: there there is a I, I am, as I look at the calendar, I'm like, man, this is coming up. And I don't mind being in front of a large group of people. In fact, yeah. I, I find that fun and enjoyable. Sure. But to be sitting in a chair. With the diesel, yeah, with the big boy, with yeah. the beard, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know have people just come up and take hacks and whacks at this furry little friend. It's going to be. Uh, it, I, I do. I do have a, a sense of anxiousness and anxiety. Are
1: like, you guys doing a tandem jump, or are you? I think we are a tandem jump. Yes. Okay. Yes.
3: So everybody's doing now. Just to let you know how it goes. Um, well, you'll be emceeing. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, you are going to. You're going to feel very vulnerable. You know what I mean? You know how, like, if you go into the hospital and you have to have something done and you're, like, sitting there in a gown and you're like, I feel fine, but I also feel vulnerable (laughs) right now. Yeah,
6: just kind of,
3: I'm not in a position to do anything. I can't, like, start. There's a draft in here. Yeah, and just everybody else has shoes on. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to feel like that. You're going to have this thing draped around you and people are just going to be coming up to you with sharp instruments
12: and taking part of you. I can actually feel my temperature going up right now. Yeah. Actually, I have, I have a little bit. I <laughs> have a your little beads. bit of a bead right now on my forehead. <laughs> Seriously.
3: It's so fun, though. It's a great event. And it benefits Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. Such Cancer programs. Uh, yeah, D- don't miss it. If, if you, you know, I talked
12: it. to Michelle, who does a lot mm-hmm. of work with, with Brett Kiesel, and right. she said there's, there's I don't know, less than 100 tickets left. There's not oh, many left. Man. Yeah, it's like really, it's down to the nitty-gritty. And she, just jurgles.com, it's right there. Buy your tickets. It goes right to Children's Hospital, the the Cancer Center yeah. for the kids. Man, it's awesome.
3: I talked to people who, they ask me what it is about that event. Like, well, what, what happens? Yeah. And I'm like, well, we <laughs> cut off his beard. Yeah, and they're like, and then what? I'm like, that's it. And uh, but it's <laughs> but it's like a lot of superstar celebrity, you know, Pittsburgh uh, Best shavers. Yeah, like. Yeah. It's they announce these guys. They come out on yeah. the stage
1: to a hero's ovation,
3: and you're right there. You're right next. You're right to, uh, on top of them. Wh- whomever might get the uh, the nod from uh, Brett the Diesel Kiesel or the old two 9 So it's,
12: it's like nothing else that you will go to. It's so unique. And, mm-hmm. and I, I've never done it before, but everybody is telling me it's just. And it's not this long, drawn out thing. It's you get right to the hacking and whacking, right? There's oh, not. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, no, no, no.
3: It's not three hours. No. It's it's a. Nice, quick, ninety-minute, yeah. super fun Pittsburgh sports fan experience yeah. with the uh, the with,
0: atmosphere is just crazy.
3: It's it's you, honestly you think you're at a game, and then <laughs> uh, here's what I think they need to do is now that they got you, they need to get a bucko, Ooh. they need to get a bucko beard Ooh. that they can shave at the end of uh, every year so that wow. the, you have the Steeler Penguin Bucko contingency. Wow. Good idea.
1: Are they gonna be able to keep a player long enough for that
3: trip? <laughs> <laughs> Long enough to grow a beard? Yeah, <laughs> that may be a problem. All right, we're way, 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 way over. I gotta okay. go to a commercial break.
12: Borky, right. thank you so much. Crow, Randall, Valerie, <laughs> and Michael. This was awesome. And It was good hockey talk. (laughs)
0: It's 43 degrees at DVE of Val Porter. At least three people are hurt after a shooting near the National Security Agency building in Fort Meade, Maryland. WBAL says the injuries do not appear to be life-threatening and the shooter is in custody. The NSA campus is on lockdown at this time. President Trump is donating his fourth-quarter salary to the Department of Transportation. The president's total salary is $400,000 a year. In a White House briefing yesterday, Transportation Secretary Elaine Chow accepted the check and highlighted President Trump's new infrastructure program. She called infrastructure the backbone of the U.S. economy plan calls for a $200 billion investment from the federal government. White House is hoping that will spur more than a trillion dollars worth of infrastructure work through state and private partnerships. Conservationists say the Hayes bald eagles have laid their first egg of the season. There it is. Yeah, Audubon Society of Western Pennsylvania officials say the eagles typically lay eggs every two to four days and take turns in the nest so the egg is never left alone. Those eagles were spotted in their nest along the Mon River yesterday morning.
1: Are the birthing videos up?
0: Uh, I think the camera probably is up <laughs> very
1: nice that's not creepy, right?
3: Birthing videos just watching a bald eagle hatch uh, nadine's going to have special omelets this week on the south side,
0: <laughs> according to a new survey. many people in Colorado want weed for valentine 's day mm-hmm. Of course, women there you know overwhelmingly would rather have flowers, but eight percent admitted they are on the lookout for a bouquet of maybe purple kush, and along with candies like chocolate-covered strawberries and candy bars, 7% say they would like some edibles this year for Valentine's Day. (laughs) That'd
1: be really nice.
0: Randy, I know this doesn't apply to you, but scientists have figured out why people don't like new music once they get older. Researchers studied what music people listen to on streaming services and found that we gravitate toward the type of music and the songs that were big when we were in middle and high school they found that the average woman's musical tastes get locked in between the ages of 11 and 14. For men, it's ages 13 to 16. Then you have another quick period in your early 20s where your musical tastes grow a little bit and you want to experience some new stuff, but it's only about half as influential on your life as that period in your earlier teens. But that's pretty much when your musical tastes are set in stone. The one example they gave was the song Creep by Radiohead. It's the 164th most popular song for men who are Thirty-eight right now, but it's not even in the top three hundred for anyone ten years older or ten years younger.
3: So it yeah,
1: you had to be in a certain spot when that came out. Yeah, I I don't know. I love that song.
0: <laughs> well, you're thirty-eight.
1: Thirty-eight. I think so that holds up.
3: I don't know what to think about that. I think people just I don't know. I think most people don't like care about anything they don't hear after the age of twenty. Like most people. I think I was ruined musically because I was going through Pittsburgh
1: public schools and desperately trying to assimilate. So now all I listen to is Keith Sweat (laughs) and that's not relatable to anyone outside of my exact
3: school district. Some people, um, they will get into new music they like that sounds a lot like the old music. Look, Look, everyone loves Greta Van Fleet. They sound yeah, like Led Zeppelin. Like that
1: song, I mean, it sounds so much like a Zeppelin tune. I can't get over
3: it. Yeah, and I think, like, the Avett brothers have, like, that band Dylan y kind of era mm-hmm. quality to it, which is, like, relatable. So, as long as stuff, like, it really shows it, wears its influences on its sleeves, it's got a shot. It's the innovative stuff that people have a harder time digesting. Ex- you know? Like Nathaniel yeah. Ratliff in The Night Sweats. People love that because it's, like, relatable, accessible. Sounds like stuff they already know. They feel like they know it. But if you listen to, you know, uh, I don't know, Arcade Fire, that might not, not sound as great. And there are certainly way more avant-garde examples I could cite. But. Well,
1: that, well, that's why people love Timberlake so much, because he reminds them right. of MJ. You know, it's that dance music. It's that party party pop that people love. And a lot of people look at him and say, wow, he really co-opted the culture there.
3: Yes, Exactly.
0: Finally, Gene Simmons' next book is going to focus on rock and roll's infamous 27 club of musicians who died at the age of 27. The text is aptly titled 27, The Legend and Mythology of the 27 Club, and is scheduled for an August 14th release. In the book, The Kiss Basis will examine the sex, drugs, drink, and rock and roll lifestyles of some of rock's biggest names, including Jimi Hendrix. Jim Morrison, Janice Joplin, Brian Jones, Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse, and others. Interesting
3: how much Clapton cites his friendship with Hendrix in that documentary. You know, mm-hmm. we've been talking a lot about the Clapton documentary, but uh, just hearing about Hendrix off the stage was pretty interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, rain this afternoon, temperatures in the low 50s. Today it's 43 at DVE.
3: Well, yeah, it's the Olympics. Sure, everyone's watching what's going on in Pyongyang, but did you know that you could take part in some of the most. Significant Olympic Games by being a part of the Pittsburgh Polar Plunge, yes, that's right, benefiting Special Olympics of Pennsylvania, and here to represent Special Olympians from uh, Pennsylvania, from Fayette County, Zachary Williams, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, give it up yeah, for Zach, how are you, buddy? Good to see you.
6: Good to see you guys too.
3: Thanks for making it in here today. You're very welcome. How do you like the radio station, con- the the setup here? Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. But you're a veteran. You've been it's around. A decorated medalist. You're a decorated yeah. medalist. You, yeah. You've done media before, right?
5: A lot. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Exactly. So, <laughs> all right. You are uh, are joined by Chief Schubert, who is here, of yes. course, from the Pittsburgh Bureau of Police. He is uh, a as an important of a cog as there is in the Pittsburgh Polar Plunge. Chief Schubert, great to see you. Uh our friend jessica Devito is here too from Special Olympics. So, first uh things first. Uh, Chief Schubert, law enforcement from Western PA comes together and it's a, really kind of like all over Pennsylvania for this event. And how, what do you have an idea of what the total is of how much you guys have raised through the years?
10: Uh oh, over the years, we since 2010 for the
9: Pittsburgh
10: Polar Plunge. Well, all over is probably millions. Yes. Pittsburgh Polar Plunge is about two million, almost. I would
9: say
10: that's, close to three. That's oh, great. awesome.
3: And wow. this every year, it, the, the 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 event morphs a little bit. It's a little. It's been a little different. We made improvements. Mm-hmm. There's things that we used to do. You don't you don't do the twenty four hour super plunge anymore. We, we switched to the twelve. Right. So <laughs> explain
10: what that is for people who don't know. So everybody who uh, who wants to do it raises a, a minimum of twenty five hundred dollars, and they commit to jumping into the ice cold water. Uh, two times an hour for 12 hours. <laughs> and it's just to show our dedication and, uh, and our support for for the athletes like Zach here mm-hmm. and, uh, and our commitment to to them that we want to uh, help as much as we can and be we become friends yeah. uh, with the athletes.
3: Yeah. Well, Zach, uh, you know, uh, I'm guessing you're not jumping in, right?
5: I am, actually. You are going to jump nice. in. Oh, man,
3: you are brave.
5: Randy, this is my fourth year.
3: Come on. Wow! I can't do it. I got a thing on my arm here. I'm recovering. You can go in up to that arm. No, I mean that's you know you could point that out or not. You know, (laughs) (laughs) wrap it up knee deep. That's right. But uh, how how cold is it when you jump in? Let the people know what they're in for. That they're going to be jumping.
5: It's probably below zero. But one time (laughs) we were lucky to have warm weather in there.
3: Yeah, but you almost don't want warm weather in that river, do you? No. Well, what's the Jessica? What's the jump setup this year?
9: the jump set up so we will be at Heinz field again all right february 24th and we are welcoming hopefully 900 plungers oh my lord wow. is that a record year. we want it to be a record oh. so we're we're pushing that is so a lot. definitely we we will welcome 900 plungers uh, Art Rooney Avenue will be set up with all kinds of activities yeah and uh,
3: it's like a little Mardi Gras looking area there But before there's like bands playing and oh, there's yeah. music it's so much fun
9: yeah we're gonna have a great time we we have some new partners this year Elf Entertainment will be there so there'll be family friendly activities for uh, people to come down and participate free food all kinds of fun things happening so right after that we start the plunge and you know head right into the river and uh Get a plunging.
3: And so, all right, uh, there's there's a ton to do down there. Now, if you want to take part in this but you don't want to jump, say you mm-hmm. want to be a part of it and you want to support it, what's the best way to do that?
9: You can register to be a two-chicken. <laughs> ah, there's a
3: two-chicken button. Mm-hmm. I like there's that. There's
9: a two-chicken button. What? So it's 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 you can be part of a team and still take part of all of the activities that are there okay. and um, come down and support the athletes. So you can participate as a two-chicken. Spectators are free. So if you want to come down and just cheer on your friends, take pictures of, you know, to hold over their heads for years to come, you can also do that. So. Chief
3: Schubert, you can speak to how important it is to raise this money for Special Olympics, what it means to the athletes, and the impact it has on the games.
10: It, it, it really does. I mean, there's so much um, with our involvement with Special Olympics, not just in, in, in Western Pennsylvania, but all across the state. Uh, you go and you hand out medals, and you really see like Zach and the other athletes, the love they have, the passion they yeah. have for doing things that uh, that make them happy. Mm-hmm. And we all want the same things in, in life. So we see that and it just, we embrace it and it helps us uh, to want to do more. And remember that uh, Special Olympics, there is no cost for the athletes to participate in all these mm-hmm. different things. And with the, the Winter Olympics now, I mean, just thinking in, in 2013, we were over there uh, in that same place for the the World Games for Special Olympics, so it's pretty cool that it's going on there now.
5: Well, Zach,
3: what you, know, you got some medals on right now? What what yeah, what's you, your sport? What right? did you medal in here? What do we what do we sport? I did
5: basketball and swimming, and in, and I do basketball, swimming. in between swimming and track and field. They run at the same time. I do swimming okay. though. So
1: you're a Summer Olympics guy.
5: Yes. I've been, I've been to the games. Me two. too. Yeah. I played twice in the games. So.
3: Okay. That's now uh, that's pretty cool. Great. What's your favorite of those?
5: I like basketball.
3: Yeah? What position do you play?
5: I'm usually um, out in the center.
3: Yeah? You're boxing out, getting yeah. rebounds.
5: Yeah, yeah. Nice. I'm my best.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to be, I mean, I, I'm going to be boxing out. There's no way I'm jumping in this time. <laughs> I've I jumped a bunch of times. I can't do it this time. I want to. But I can assure you that when you do jump, you will feel great. It is the funnest day. You guys have both done it, oh, Val yeah. and Bo. Oh, yeah. It's tremendous. Yeah. The, I, the, <laughs> the worst <laughs> part is the anxiety the of yeah. b- before you jump, yep. of how bad is it going to be? And it's never as, nearly as bad as you think it is. Uh, Chief Schubert, mm-hmm. the law enforcement torch run. I mean, you
10: really get uh, guys involved here. How many officers are involved, typically? Uh, there, I mean, there are hundreds will will be plunging for this. Uh, and there's, like I said, they go out, they pass out medals, they do the polar plunge, they play basketball against uh, the Special Olympics teams, you know, we do the uh, tip of cop. There's so many different things that we're involved uh-huh. with. Like I said, once you, once you meet the athletes, I mean, just looking at, at Zach here, you, know, you become friends... With How him? can you not love Zach? I know. He's cool <laughs> as heck. <you> know? and, <laughs> and, uh, and they always beat our butts in basketball, too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what, but, what, can you give somebody a tip? Like, if somebody's listening they want to form a team, like, what's something that they might not think of? Uh, obviously, you want to try to bring a change of clothes. But when you get down there, just some of the logistics. Like, do, do, is there a place for somebody to get changed after they jump in?
10: Yes. So, if they want to uh, form a team, they can go to PittsburghPlunge.org and and form a team or they can come down that day and and uh, and we'll welcome them there's free parking at lot one uh on the north shore there's events throughout the the street and uh there's changing tents so bring a change of clothes yeah you need to have a pair of shoes or or uh water shoes or anything like that, that yeah you gotta wear shoes, you gotta wear shoes to go into <laughs> in to the, to the water mm-hmm. you know and just enjoy the moment have fun it's exhilarating when you yeah. do go into water like i said there's a lot of in- Participation before it but once mm-hmm. you do it it's really it's pretty cool get it yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know but i guarantee even if you just come down and watch just see what we're doing see see what's going on and uh i guarantee you'll you'll want to plunge the you know Go ahead, Valerie. The
0: one thing about this plunge is you're not jumping off a dock. You're wading in. So if some people are like, "I don't want to go jump off this." You know, you can wade in slowly yeah. up yeah. to your knees, and
10: look, and you we'll, can get in. On we'll we'll it that offer way. this promise too. If, if you're afraid and you want to come down and try it, I'll I'll walk in with you. I don't care what you wave you're in. you stand in, there you in the go. water the whole time, I'll, don't you? I'll, I'll, I'll hold your hand and walk in with yeah, you. Hey, you get escorted by the chief of police for crying <laughs> out loud. But you know,
3: that's the thing. You, you're you an important guy. you got a lot of stuff going on right now, and you've only seemed to take on more and more responsibility professionally, yet I think I see you doing even more with Special Olympics throughout the year. Uh, how did this become the... It has to be one of the most involved charities that that you work with.
10: Yeah, I mean, there's a number that I do, but this is by far. I mean, just the whole the whole purpose of you know getting into law enforcement is you is you want to help people. And oh. I've said this on the show before. And you get in thinking you're helping the athletes, but you really find out they're helping you become a better person. And that means so much to me. And uh, just the fact that when you go around the state doing different things, uh, you become friends with the athletes, and you're like looking forward to. To seeing them at different things, so it's just it's it's it 's very rewarding for me uh, yeah. to be a part of it
3: i I totally understand where you 're coming from, and i 've told people in the past about this event in particular if you 're one of those people who is swearing i 'm going to be on my phone less i 'm going to get off social media i 'm not going to do that stuff If you want a, a quick fix to not be as self involved
4: mm-hmm. as
3: you maybe have become in your day to day uh uh you know, just being on the damn internet and everything. This will make you feel better about everything in one just afternoon. In the arm. You'll sure. automatically feel like, okay, there was a good reset. I'm I'm b- I'm back to zero again. Uh and it's uh very simple. Once again, the website that they can go to, Pittsburghplunge.org, Jess? Yes. Okay. Anything else that we need to uh, get out to the people?
9: February twenty fourth, and please register.
3: Are you psyched, Zach? I'm very psyched. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Ready to go. I'm oh, ready. It's going to be cold. All right. Well, thanks for <laughs> thanks for coming in once again. You got the cool uh polar plunge gear. That's the other thing. There's cool t-shirts and stuff like that, too. Mm. And your mom's got one on, too. Looking good. All right, buddy. You ready to go? I'm ready. ready. Thanks for having me. Okay. Well, I'm going to go to break here. I'm going to do the commercial. We're going to come back and tell people some bad news about the U.S. hockey team. They ended up blowing it there. At the, at the very end, unfortunately. Uh, so Mike will uh, tell you all about that. Thanks so much, Jessica DeVito, Chief Schubert. Thanks for being here. And most of all, thanks to you, Zach. And Thank we'll you. see you in a couple weeks. All right. All right,
5: buddy. DVE Sports.
3: Mike, we shooting with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. And boy, did our guys blow it.
7: Yeah, the uh, Slovenians turned out to be slow starters but fast finishers. They got an extra attacker goal late in the third and a goal in three-on-three overtime. Late
3: in the third, six seconds. I that's was,
0: almost as late as he can get it. I
3: thought it was a minute six. It just said six seconds on the screen.
7: I was watching it in real time. Oh, really? Yeah, 6.4 seconds. Well, that's even more uh, disappointing. <laughs> uh, 3-2 Slovenia. Uh, Slovakia beat the Olympic athletes from Russia 3-2. to The U.S. plays Slovakia on Friday There's a three-game preliminary round, and that is used to determine seeding for the qualification round. There's 12 teams in this tournament. Four teams get a bye after the preliminary round. I'm not sure if it's the four group winners or the four best teams. Information on this is a little sketchy, or at least uh, my ability to find it is a little sketchy. I do know that you get one point for a tie, Slovenia gets two points for the overtime win. If you win a game in regulation, you get three points. So that's where we are. Mm -hmm. I got to see that third period again. I didn't see as much of it as I wanted to. Uh, Looked good in the first two periods. I was encouraged. Yeah, they did. Generating a lot of chances. Seemed to be controlling the game, but uh, you got to play 60 even in South Korea. Hopefully, lesson learned for Team USA. Penguins got it done against Ottawa last night, and Jake Gensel got it done for the Penguins against Ottawa last night. 6-3 Pittsburgh, and Gensel gets his 17th and 18th goals of the season, uh, busting out of a uh, five goals in 31-game slump, and head coach Mike Sullivan pretty happy about that.
11: Yeah, I'm thrilled for him because it's, uh, you know, I know, he's, I know he's working hard, he's trying, he's, uh, you know, so... For him to score two tonight, I think should give him a big boost of confidence. He's he's an important player for us. You know, he helps us create the balance uh, that we're looking for through our lineup. You know, we can use him on the first power play, but we can also use him on the second one. He, you know, he's another one of those versatile guys. But I know he's been pressing a little bit to score some goals. So you know, hopefully he gets a couple tonight. Uh, he got one a couple of games ago. There, there'll be a little bit more consistency there, but it's, it certainly should give him a boost of confidence. I thought he had one of, one of one of his stronger games within the last month or so.
7: Rookie Zach Austin Reese uh, had a pair of goals, his first and second of the career of Zach Aston Reese. Mike Sullivan uh, has liked what he's seen from Aston Reese as he continues adjusting to life in the NHL. Five games in, uh, the first goal Certainly a milestone goal and hopefully something that uh, Zach Aston Reese can build on. It was very special. Uh,
1: It was just almost like a release. It was just really exciting.
7: The second one came into an empty net. Uh, Did you see the highlight of the Evgeny Malkin goal? Sick. Carl Haglin and Malkin just... Double backhand magic. Working some Globetrotter-like stuff. Uh, The Penguins still have that capability, but uh, they didn't press the issue last night. They were getting outshot and outplayed to a degree through two periods, but Matt Murray gave them what they needed when they needed it, and uh, they didn't open themselves up and and let things get crazy. They were able to play from ahead, and they were able to be opportunistic. That's a winning formula for the Penguins, who improved to 13-4-1 since January the 1st. They're three points behind Washington for first place in the Metropolitan Division. Uh, The Caps losing in overtime on the road last night. In Winnipeg, uh, Philadelphia, uh, a 5-4 shootout loser against New Jersey. So uh, the Flyers also get a point. They are two points behind the Penguins, third in the Metro. Pens have the Kings coming up Thursday night, Toronto Saturday night. And then the Pens are at Columbus on Sunday. And the uh, Batan death march of a season continues for Pitt basketball, which loses <laughs> 81-58. to Is it Batan or Baton? Whatever. It's not... It's not uh, nice either way. It's, <laughs> you don't want to go there no matter how you pronounce it. 81-58 uh, <laughs> BC over Pitt. Panthers fall to 8-19 and 19 overall. 0-14 oh, in the ACC. Yuck. Only way to be worse than that is to be 0-15. They can do it. It could be 0-18 maybe. I believe in them. Running the table in reverse.
1: Has that ever been done? Other than the
7: Browns and the Lions? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Two more and they tied Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) They should bring the Browns in to do a ceremonial jump at the start of the game. (laughs) um, Bring in Deshaun Kaiser and turn it over.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Sean White has apologized for his comments calling sexual harassment allegations gossip last night continuing the list of apologies happening at the olympics there's a lot of apologies these days people are apologizing i'm not saying he didn't he shouldn't have apologized
0: he got heat for dragging the american flag around on the ground
3: too yeah that too a lot of military people were super pissed last night on social media about that you
7: no know, again if you got a snowboard in one arm you probably shouldn't have a flag in the other
3: you're just against snowboarding
7: yeah you I mean, hey hey go enjoy the hell out of it if you want to do it but i'm not going to sit there and watch you do it
3: <laughs> it's so i mean
7: but you don't think it should be an Olympic sport? I this whole most of these Winter Olympic sports seem made up to me. I mean, I don't ski. I imagine that's very difficult to do. <laughs> it is. I mean, that's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the know, way they do it. It the is downhill. Yeah. Uh, that's my whole life. I've admired those guys. Yeah, well, they're that's badass. a real sport to me. Uh, some of this stuff just seems invented for TV, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, bobsledding. I mean, now they're doing the two-person luge, which looks
1: so uncomfortable. You're laying oh, on top of another dude.
3: It's just... <laughs> I mean, bad. if those guys
1: fall, it's it's a disaster.
3: You want to be... Uh, that's one of the cases where you actually want to be a bottom on the on the luge. <laughs> yeah. luge. For sure. You're looking to be a bottom for that one. Most other instances, you're not. Probably not. But the top guy is going to go flying. Yeah, he's your human shield. You have a shield. There's just a dude ahead of you. And I don't know... I guarantee you, the first guy who came up with it, I think it was just a couple of people who were possibly getting amorous, and they're like, Ted, Frank, what are you guys doing? And they're like, uh, two-man luge. Yeah, that's what we're doing. This is a game we invented. Why is he on top of you like that? That's how we do it. Two-man luge. Go. Go, Frank, go.
1: Take turns being on top.
3: (laughs) Two man loses, one man leaves. All right. Uh, Tim Benz. (laughs) There can only be one. Joining us here in the studio. When we return on DV, DV Morning Show, and joining us right now, he's filling in for Mark Madden, Tim Benz. Now, do you fill in for him for everything like you're filling in for him on the spot today? In, Will you be a blush? In, yeah. Is Boston Market expecting you to show up later? I mean, how far are do you, you take? You know what's funny Sharpies is I think I've hit all moms. three of those places since I've been filling in for him this week. <laughs> but it's,
8: I'm just happy to be filling in for Mark this week so we can talk a little two-man luge. Two-man luge. Is that a gold medal in your pocket? Or are you, you just know glad
3: we won the race? Mike Pence <laughs> just sat there staring at the two-man luge. They're like, "Sir, we have to go." He's like, "Just one, one more. Leave me." Just, he's got this picture of
8: Muller being the one, bottom guy.
7: He's uh, on top. Wow, that looks like I stay on top.
8: I have no
3: idea.
7: Is how, there a
1: strap? How do they do that? Uh, I mean, aerodynamics. I, I guess once you start going ninety miles an hour, you you kind of glued yeah, to mean, the seat.
0: Really, what is the point of this being a two man sport? Exactly what we're
1: talking Playing about. Another man. man. It's, it seems like something <laughs> that like kids would do out in the yard. Like, Like, just to make
4: something
8: more dangerous. The only other event that Johnny Weir likes besides figure skating. Zoom what man if Luge. we went backwards?
3: Johnny Weir is uh, is entertaining as all get out, man. He is hilarious. I
8: never thought I'd be watching an Olympic event, a sporting event, where someone constantly works in the phrase, all the feels, while talking about who wins and who loses.
3: <laughs> These uh, <laughs> Olympic games. Uh, so, Mike, I, I was uh, misinformed. I looked up. They must have been reviewing the goal on the broadcast when there was only 6.4
7: seconds left. Yeah, it was with 137. All right, I thought like, it was over a minute. Not, a, not
3: as egregious as I
7: thought it well, was. Uh, still, I mean, you got to... We're talking about Borky.
8: That. Borky came in the X studio as soon as he was done with you guys, went over, did a hit in the X, and then the game ended, and Mike and I were watching it in the X studio. Should should Olympic Games be decided by three-on-three? Three? No. Do you think? Definitely not. I mean... Th-
3: Are I know- all rounds that way? I well no because
8: the medal round you got to eliminate someone anyway so I think they keep playing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they I'm go not to sure a sh- about that. Is that right? They go to a shootout well, for the medal?
7: En- the Olympics have ended in a shootout before.
8: Well, that was preliminary. Like the Oshi thing was a preliminary game, right? That was not a medal round game.
7: No, but didn't Sweden beat uh Canadian one year on a oh, shootout? Oh yeah, the
8: gold. Well, that one did. Yeah, with Forsberg. The gold medal game. One of my right? favorite goals because it ever beat Canada, right? Yes. But I don't know. I mean like 3 on 3 seemed to be a little cheap to end 30 seconds into an overtime an Olympic game. I want to see 4-4 four four, at least in Olympic overtime.
1: I'd like to see it decided by a two-man luge.
8: That would be a great idea, actually. Mm-hmm. If you have the two goalies, just stay on the luge. Whichever one <laughs> falls off is the reason why you blow it, you yeah. lose. You have to go up the mountain, go across the country, and that's how you decide the game. So
3: um, what do you think that, uh, that, that uh, snowboarding should be a sport? Because for some reason this seems to be a thing now. People are like, ah, oh, this is not an Olympic sport. Why, because he carried the flag in the ground? Yeah, maybe that's what's the impetus for all of this. But I think it's just as physical and athletic as any other sort of gymnastic type sport. Those guys aren't yeah. just like going for speed. They're- I have more fun watching that than biathlon or yeah. ice dancing. Biathlon.
8: Unless that Tessa Virtue is ice mm-hmm. dancing, then I'm in. Biathlon scares me because I just, they all look like
3: they're trying to kill James Bond.
0: (laughs) I was just going to say that.
3: Everybody's a James Bond bad guy? Yeah, they're all Rutger Hauer, like to me, and it looks like they're just going to try and kill somebody. They should have
1: to go off a cliff and then pull a parachute. (laughs)
3: <laughs> that wouldn't be bad if they played ominous music during the biathlon. It would be a lot more fun to watch.
8: I just I like it because it mixes things up as opposed to forty seven consecutive hours of curling. Wouldn't it be great if they had to do it with another man <laughs> laying on top of them, the <laughs> curling or the uh, the the snowboarding? Anything? Sean White would have another guy
3: on his shoulders while he's doing it. If there's a guy laying on the stone. <laughs> Some other guy <laughs> brushing the top stones. That would be it. A guy has to balance on the stone as it goes down. That would be the way to make curling more interesting. Well, the girl
8: that's taken over the Olympics right now is the Russian curler, Brisgolova. She's I like think. beautiful, oh, right? Oh, she's smoking. Yeah. And she's even got the sponsored fingernail polish. The sponsored, like, that's, that's the level that we've gotten to when we gotten away from amateurism in the Olympics, is you're sponsoring your fingernail polish now.
1: Val and I were saying a, a couple of days ago that's the one Olympic sport where I feel like I could enter at the Olympic level. Curling. like right yeah now. have you Give me like three months and I could I could maybe qualify they should
7: seriously be drinking beers while they're doing that here's
3: program. what I, something I want you to consider Mike <laughs> the eighty u uh, s hockey team yes that won gold and went through they all did. they did to win gold Jim Craig Mike erionei those guys have a gold medal for having to do everything they did uh the seventeen year old kid red Gerard Watched Netflix too long, slept through his alarm, didn't shower, showed up at the event. He won gold medal. They're on the same exact platform in Olympic history.
7: Yeah, except Mike Gruzioni never has to buy a drink for the rest of his life, and nobody knows who that other schmuck is. <laughs> that kid will be forgotten about next week. In well, fact, Mike, I
8: forgot his name already.
7: Mike Grusione doesn't have stop to. telling people who he is, so that's, that's,
1: that's <laughs> part of the reason why... But that kid is never going to have to pay for Netflix again. I'd that be, is so w- true. I'd a
3: be good walking trade-off into rooms. That's right. I'm the guy. Michael. No, I, <laughs> I love that about him. He's totally down for it. He, yeah. he, I mean, if you get to meet Mikey Rosioni, he will talk to you and about he's, hockey.
8: Oh, yeah. And if I'm Jim Craig, I just walk into every bar with the American flag around my yeah.
3: shoulders like it's the kid. I never take it off. Oh I got to meet him as a kid. He got sent down. I think he was with the Rangers and he got sent down and he was playing with the Erie golden blades and i got he was injured and he was stand- just watching the game uh from like the side of the bleachers where they go in and I sat
7: right next to him and he talked to me for like a half an hour. It was the most thrilling thing in the world I met a couple I met him a couple years ago he was on Neville Island watching his daughter play a women 's game. No against, kidding. I forget what schools uh, the one maybe Robert Morris was playing somebody before a men 's game, and he was there. And, oh, my God. A lot of pressure for his kid. I, I mean, you better I, come through. I couldn't bring myself to take a picture with him. I wasn't going to be that guy, but I had to just, excuse me, Jim, I just want to shake your hand. And Thank was, you for the 36 it saves. Was cool, but, uh, he
3: signed a puck for me, and then the next game I hung out with Rick Knickle, who was the other injured goalie that they had at that time.
8: Speaking of women's hockey, how do you feel about the eyeliner on the girls while they're playing hockey? Val, any opinion there?
0: Uh, a little much? I guess I haven't seen it. So, yeah, they all wear normal? eyeliner
8: when they play. Got to look good for the brand. Especially the, the ones with the clear mask. It's like an individual yeah. marketing thing after you're done. I, I don't know. Yeah, it
1: seems to be. Is there any, like, practical reason for it? Like, an, is it eye black?
8: Does it attract no. the, the light away eyeliner. from the eye? No, it's eyeliner. It's like, <laughs> I want to look good through my clear mask.
4: Okay.
3: I You know, hey,
8: whatever. It's hockey. You're not supposed to look pretty while you're doing it, are they're, you?
3: W- they're winning.
0: They wear makeup and ice skating. Oh, well, it always
8: worked for Gretzky. Yo, but that's different. That's presentation. <laughs> the, I mean, the guys, the
3: guys wear makeup and, uh, and ice skating.
0: <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> the one uh, U- U-
3: U.S. women's hockey player scored uh, twice in six seconds. Lamaru, did you see it?
8: That oh, yeah. That was incredible. That was unbelievable. I haven't seen Russians under siege like that since Stalingrad.
3: Look at He's got the <laughs> jokes. He's do- he's doing it all. He's filling in for uh, hey, Mark Madden today. World War II joke. Not all over him. Well, it's because it's a one-time thing. He came in. He shot his shot. It was a War World War II reference, if he comes in tomorrow and there's nothing but that, yeah, you know, eventually they might be going, eh, you're going to the well a little bit. I see that shot coming. I can block it easily now. <laughs> well, the Russian
8: goalie couldn't. No,
3: not at all. Six seconds.
8: But she was crying through her mascara by the time that was over. You oh. mean the Russian athlete from Russia? Right, or the it, OAR. Yeah. Yeah. Olympic,
0: Olympic athlete. Olympic athlete. What is that, by way. What, the way? That's from the... the, the, the
1: that's like
8: it's the artist formerly band. known as Prince. But I don't know, they're country not anymore. To... Well, what were they in 94? The United Team, right? Were they yeah. the United Team? Well, Their this... flag is the Olympic flag. If you don't have your own flag, you can't come. Just be Russia and get it yeah. over with. Well,
3: yeah, well. We know who they are. Yeah, we, we know.
8: Do we? It's just a KGB yeah. on it.
3: No, the GFGRU. That's that's uh, that's the big uh That's that's who's uh Isn't
0: that the guy from the Despicable Me.
3: Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, <it> grew. <laughs> All right, maybe I got.
1: You wrong. lost me on that one. <laughs> uh, now, if they help USA win this cup, then we know they've not only meddled in our elections, but yeah, look out. Also right. helped us meddle in the Olympics.
3: I think. See, he's meddled twice there. now. Now that Mike, no, two, no World War II reference. Double entendre on a joke. I mean, that was a great joke. Yeah, I liked
8: it. I think the hot curler was the one that peed on Trump. Actually, I'm pretty sure about that.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Fake news, wrong. They should drink when they do curling. Can't you see like four guys? No, they're not. Four guys from Wisconsin standing on a frozen lake drinking. Line and have you ever tried sliding behind a rock? No.
8: Have you ever tried your your legs will get tired like the next day. Your legs will hurt for two days. I'd be the broom guy. That's why she does those squat exercises that everybody was buzzing about online. She's got her legs and her backside are just amazing
7: all right well, it's incredible. i gotta i gotta do we the gotta rock tune as, in as my wife will tell you i'm not the broom guy no
8: <laughs> but you have to do both don't you isn't that how it's supposed to work especially I, if it's mixed I, I thought one guy was the shooter i thought you'd do both i thought like if it was a mixed event you have to do the rock and the sweeper
7: you might be right i really haven't thought much about it um i talked <laughs> to Tranny yesterday because she's doing the curling Game's over there. Did you bring her curling iron?
3: <laughs> like, now that's a bad joke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but they it wasn't World War II. It did not two. have curling irons Baby in World steps. War II. Baby right. steps. <laughs> that's right. Yeah.
3: But uh, <laughs> she said that it's just an unbelievable schedule that they're keeping. So we're going to try to get her on today, but she's going to come on. Uh, in, a, in a couple of weeks But she's the perfect person to do it A Wisconsin chick put her in there It's basically ice bowling
8: She basically did middle school curling Everybody <laughs> has to do <prop laughs> curling in Wisconsin At one <laughs> point or another Before you graduate While drinking a line of Cougar Exactly,
3: yes <laughs> Alright, Tim Benz will be on uh, With, uh, well, on uh, Filling in for Mark Madden today
8: Yeah, today Lots of Penguins talk And uh, John Parada from down in uh, spring training Might be the last time we talk about the Pirates Should we
3: just hold uh, Gensel's parents hostage in, in, Until he cools down? I mean, yes, it absolutely be, Or at least... Like you know, uh, Skype them in for every game. So on the jumbotron, they can just be looking down at him
8: for fear of failure. in front of his dad. Don't let us us down, son. Was the brother there too? Because the brother's been good luck charm for him as well.
3: I'm not sure. Has anybody seen Dennis?
8: Why did you
1: just do his parents like uh, Jonathan Bender from Breakfast Club? Hey, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, son.
3: Swell. Uh, we gotta go. We're running late, and um, better luck tomorrow. I mean, I think we'll be better tomorrow. I think the show will be better tomorrow. Uh, I don't, yeah. Why? What happened today? Well, this segment was terrible. Oh, okay. Uh, thanks. Th- 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 thanks to. Went down hill after the World War Two. No, no. Yeah, there's no rescuing it at that point. I mean, started out as. Thank Dunkirk. God this uh, segment is done, Kirk. <laughs>
4: <laughs> all right
7: <laughs> oh pick that mic up and drop it son
3: thanks dad <laughs> full circle uh all right there's no point in me saying anything else i'm finished you stay classy
6: pittsburgh don't touch your face
12: i got him dead pittsburgh all day baby
6: for now you guys call me ronald
12: would you not eat my pants ronald. Ah! <laughs>